0: To another Cleveland Moto podcast. Hold on, wait. Ah, stupid freaking can't. Oh, there we go. Uh, I heard on uh, the Misfits podcast, Bex popped. A, Bex popped a beer can and Liza yelled at her and said, "That's a Cleveland Moto thing. Don't do that around here." I <laughs> <Really>? oh, was <wow. laughs> like oh,
1: like they're stealing so, our uh, ideas so, so. or uh,
0: fucking you, Rock Bex. It's really Good too job. uncouth for them. So. Well, you know what? And I like the way she probably held it right up to her microphone and went. <laughs> and, and you know what? There you go. Don't they
1: a. don't they get individual microphones mm-hmm, with little mm-hmm. spit guards and everything? They do. They get individual
0: microphones with spit guards and, and they the get headphones a, a They get a uh a, you know, a nice uh a covered chair with their with their personal Really? Their sigil on the back. Mm. So you know a They real get real. hand hand cream? Yeah, they do a little hand cream. They're soaking in it. When they're doing the it, podcast they're actually it's soaking in it. It is palm oil, it's I'm sorry, you're not supposed to know that. We replaced yeah. your normal oh. hand cream with palm olive. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... uh. But, you know, things are very nice over at the Misfits. You know, they're in the train room, and it's very, it's very delightful. Um, the last time I went there, we were in a shitty, fucked-up shed with, you know, rac- oh. uh, possums in it. Oak oh, possums in the shed. Is
1: that is that because you were there? or, or No, I think, yeah, I, think or? They were,
0: I think they were slumming just for me to be there. But, yeah, that was the... But, yeah, the Misfits, are. they got a fucking great operation going on. Uh, we've got... I'm around the corner from Isle of Man so I won't we won't be doing a podcast next week or you guys can do a podcast without me you know you guys yeah, know where well, all That will happen
1: yeah. I know right yeah
0: cuz I'll be at the Isle of Man so You can call in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not fucking calling in from the Isle of Man. That's for goddamn no, sure. No, no, we're talking to the listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we invite all the listeners to yeah, call in. Yeah, it's going to be a listener um, call-in show. On Pete's cell phone. <laughs> at whatever time it is 8:30 where you are on Friday. Yeah, that's it the uh so yeah I'm all fired up and you' know kind of checking all of our stuff and you know making our list checking it twice making sure I have everything I need to have to go with me which is basically just gonna be a wallet full of fucking money I'm gonna try to travel light so passport' and I'll, yeah exactly Let's, Checking on carrying on or which what's that just carry on you know what I think I'm gonna do just carry on I don't think I'm gonna check anything and then the idea will be that I can buy a bunch of souvenirs there and well, I don't
2: think the only reason I like to take yeah. a carry-on because I like to always have like a Leatherman or something with me.
0: And oh, you that's you, you got to check you, that. You, yeah. yeah, you got to have a place on.
3: to carry your gun. That's right. You got to <laughs> yeah.
0: check your gun. Right. Yeah, you can't carry your Leatherman on the bike. Um, I think with our plane tickets, we get to check a bag for free. No, so, there you go. You know, but if that's the case, that's fine. Oh no, <laughs> no activity in that IPA. No, I don't, but I dropped it. I thought would I thought it would, thought it would of... go ape shit after you dropped it for sure. Is that a Ranger IPA? It looks like one. Yeah. That's what you get. We're not going to play the animal game with beer, I hope. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't want that that beer anywhere near yeah. my animal game. Yeah. Uh, so, to my immediate left is... Pete Hemsley. And... Steve Hofford. And... Chris Smith. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. And that's what we got for the lineup tonight. It's a small podcast. Everybody else has events because it's Memorial Day weekend. This is the one for the soldiers that died, people. Okay? The other one's Veterans Day. So... Everyone's going to come up to me and thank me for my service, that's great and all, but as you can tell, I made it out. So this isn't my holiday, Memorial Day. This is for the guys who didn't make it out. So, uh, yeah, when we were in Cub Scouts, Memorial Day, we would go to the cemeteries and
3: right. put flags With on flags everybody's... On the, yeah, that's uh, right. Veterans. That's veteran, right. Every
2: By poppies mm. from the VFW, the Loretta, the uh, yeah. uh the right. So alpins. Yeah, there are
0: traditions that are associated directly with Memorial Day.
1: We used to smoke Thai stick back in the Vietnam War. stick. Yeah. In, in memory of... <laughs> and yelled at the National Guard at Kent State.
0: That's what you did. Oh, that worked great. <laughs> See, with all that yelling at the National <laughs> Guard, gotcha. Uh, I got you, Neil youngsung uh, So, I had a very interesting experience last night that's going to lead into tonight's tech tip. Nice. It's do, fucking wacky. Do tell, Anki Phil. I'm going to tell you. So, last night... Uh, picked up a customer's bike. It happened to be a 1999 BMW R1100S. And they're sporty bikes. So an R1100S is a really good-looking bike. I mean, it's, it's still a four-valve-head, oil-head motor. Um, it has the right look, shaft drive, and it's very like a gentleman's sport bike. If the transmission was still intact, and well, the oil, and the oil
3: and the, <laughs> and the oil, oil didn't window
0: hadn't escaped yet. Yeah. yeah, what's the little porthole on the side of your motor? That's where you let the mice in and out. Yeah, but yeah, they. I mean, so this customer said, "Well, you know, it's it's been giving me a weird fuel leak," um, and he says it's coming from this particular T, and the T he pointed at was, of course, the T that is for the vacuum lines that are on the intakes. Uh, you know, upstream of the uh, fuel injectors, so that is not where it's leaking gas. Those mm-hmm. are vacuum lines. Uh, but it could have been draining. It could have been leaking from somewhere up high and draining down to that point. And that's where it was dripping. So I picked the bike up in the truck. You know, we, we trailered it in here, and he said, "Oh, and by the way, I'm interested in selling it. If you'd like to have it for your inventory, because I just you know I don't want to have Craigslist. I don't want people coming to my house and everything else." I said, "Okay." And he's, I said, well, what do you, what's your target price range going to be on this bike? It's got about 30,000 miles on it. It's got good tires on it. It's in really nice shape. And it starts and runs just fine. And uh, so he said, well, 3,000 is probably my number. So, you know, this is a 1999 BMW R1100S. And they're good-looking, nice-riding, decent machines. So I said, okay, great. We'll take that into consideration, and we'll find your gas leak, and we'll look over the bike as though we were buying it. So it kind of brought the bike in here. Man, I tell you, I ran it for about 20 minutes around the shop. Couldn't find any leaks on it. Took it down to the gas station, filled it up. And those do have kind of an aggressive uh, overflow. If you overfill the gas tank, um, they, they've got a vapor recovery system on, system on them, and they will pass gas. It, so. says, it says specifically, do not. Fill yes. up to it's, the neck. Yes. I think it says it on the gas cap. I think it yeah. says it on the gas tank. Yeah. yeah, I think it says it everywhere. Right. I, on the too, yeah, it specifically but. says do not overfill the gas tank. Like, don't even get gas into the neck of it. And so that's fine. And couldn't make the damn thing leak, so I figured last night I would take it home, I would put a respectable amount of gas in it, a full tank of gas in it, and I'd ride it home. And I only made it as far as uh McKinley making the left-hand turn onto the freeway, which is not very far from here. It's pretty close. And as I was sitting at McKinley waiting to make the left-hand turn on the freeway, I noticed that my brakes had gone away, that my front brake lever was now touching the grip, and the motorcycle was rolling forward. And now on this particular bike, I happened to have my foot up on the shifter side because I was shifting into, you know getting ready to shift into gear to proceed forward gaily. However... I had to put the bike in neutral and then reach up with my brake, my rear foot, to then engage the rear brake because I was now dr- rolling forward. So that is no bueno by any standard. So uh, those are linked too, right? Uh, now that's where I wanted to get into a little bit of BMW brake history. My two thousand six is linked. I don't know mm-hmm. when they started it. So I noticed that. Well, one of the things that I was very surprised at is I had a lever that was actually touching the grip. And the bike was rolling. So we know the brakes are not functioning. And this motorcycle doesn't have one but two different brake warning lights. So neither of them were illuminated. Hmm. So despite the fact we were clearly in the middle of a brake failure, we had nothing illuminating suggesting that we were having a brake failure. So, uh... And that is an ABS bike. It is an ABS bike, okay. absolutely. It's we a pre-servo servo bike. It does not have the servo brakes. And we'll talk about the servo brakes a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. The wonderful servo brakes with the $2,000 servo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Giddy up. So I love the servo brakes, though. Well, and you're in the minority. Because I don't know great like why they work. When they're they, working, they're yeah, amazing. They, work. yeah. Yeah. they are. They're great brakes. And, and we'll get into that a little bit. So this front brake wasn't working, so immediately, as soon as I made the turn... I kind of pulled over to the right on the, prior to getting to the on-ramp, and I fucking put, I mashed the shit out of those brakes. I pumped them up, because I figured I had an air, air bubble in the line somewhere, right? So, I had an air bubble in the system. You work it, usually, you squeeze that thing 30 or 40 times, the brakes will pump up, and the air bubble will usually work its way through the piston, and will relieve itself into your master cylinder, the way an air bubble is supposed to do. That's the way they design them, the way they design them, with the fluid at the top, the brakes at the bottom. Air bubbles do tend to travel up. So sometimes you get an air bubble in your master cylinder or in your brake line from sitting, and you can work it out. Mash it a few times, you'll get your brakes back. Life is good. So this time I mashed it 100 times, and uh, the brakes did build up, so the lever built the way I liked it to. And I went, okay, just an air bubble. I'll go ahead and proceed gaily forward. This time I let the clutch out and stalled the bike. This was locked. The front calipers were fucking locked. I mean, they were super-duper locked. Original brake lines? Thank you. Excellent. You get a gold star. So uh, I go up to the front of the bike, and I apply a technical tap to both calipers. I have them like seven or eight swift fucking kicks. And you got to be careful on those not to accidentally kick the wheel speed sensors. Because they're in an area that if you're just you know, hauling off on it with your red wings, you might accidentally kick an extremely expensive f- fucking wheel speed sensor. So you do got to be careful when you're hitting those, right? i recommend using a rubber mallet if you don't have a finely to calibrated... break flight. release tool, you mean? Yeah, a rubber mallet, to brake <laughs> release tool. I use a um, ball-peen hammer, but I use a rubber drift. A rubber drift and a ball-peen <laughs> hammer. Fantastic. I like to put my hand in there as a spacer. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a bushing. So I was able to kick the calipers free, and then... Um, Wow, that was exotic. That was strange. And then, of course, after you've kicked some calipers. The feet, customer drives by and see you kicking the shit out of his Just bike. kicking it. Hauling <laughs> off, kicking the fuck out of the front of his motorcycle. What's he doing? Calling it Doris. Right. <laughs> I hate you. And what is he doing? Well, he's doing something you actually have to do when you're working on a motorcycle if the calipers are hung up. I mean, I don't know of any better way than to apply the rubber bottom of your boot to the caliper. So,
1: so you wrote it back to the shop and said, "Fuck this! I'll think about it tomorrow."
0: No, I of course not. I proceeded gaily forward, and I. uh no, once twelve
1: f- miles down the. Yep, that was the highway.
0: twelve miles on the freeway. Exactly when the front disc was glowing red. Called the well, customer I said you need new <laughs> no, uh, brake pads. I did kick them, I did kick them free, <laughs> yeah. so they weren't energized, and so then taking it home, I didn't have an occasion to use the brakes again until I was getting on the exit ramp. So I was getting on the exit ramp, and I use the brakes and I gave myself a lot more distance this time because of course I know we have a problem so I just give one pump a nice gradual pump application of brakes and the front brakes come on the way they're supposed to the brakes come on and they immediately start to fade so I'm not even remotely halfway up the exit ramp yet and my front lever is damn near touching the grip again so these things aren't holding for shit and again, when I did go out and I kicked the crap out of those calipers, I did not see one drop of brake fluid escaping the system anywhere. I looked. I mean, I looked under the vehicle. There was nothing on the wheels. There was nothing on the calipers. There was nothing on the rotors. So if there's air, there's a fucking lot of air. And if there's you know, a problem with the fluid, there's very little fluid. So get off, the on, get off the ramp as I do 12 miles down the road. Everything's warmed up. Everything's heated up. Everything's operational. And very happy at this point to have a rear brake, right? Yeah. And very happy to have a system that is independent to the front system. Okay? So use the rear brake. So I pull into the parking lot. I mash those fuckers up again. Man, i got to build them up. So I build those front brakes up again. Bump, 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 bump. Build them up. Rock hard. Good. That's the way we like it. Again, completely fucking locked the rotors. The calipers and the front were absolutely locked. And this time I kicked them a bunch, and they didn't want to unlock. They were totally fucking energized. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to put the bike up on the center stand. It has one. I'm going to check the rear brake, too. Because why not? We're here. I checked the rear brake, and the rear brake is hanging up like a son of a bitch, too. I can barely spin it. So here I've got no brakes being applied to anything in the motor vehicle. And I've got a hell of a lot of pressure holding these brakes. But super terrible. And no warning lights.
3: My question would be, I don't know if it's the same way on the 1100s, mm-hmm. but on the 1150s it's like it's an isolated loop, mm-hmm. it's like the one loop is the actuator loop right. and the other loop actua- in the ABS yep. actuates the brakes so they're isolated from
2: each other. Exactly. So you got it from the handlebar controls or the foot
3: pedals to the, right, ABS, to the ABS, ABS
0: controller. And you have the, the ABS pump ABS, right, down to down the, the caliper. And that's exactly the way that you're drawing the system, that's the way they work is you have two totally separate systems until they reach the ABS controller because this bike has a circuit for front ABS and a circuit for rear ABS, and that's why they have the flashing lights. So you have a light that flashes for a front ABS system and a light that flashes for the rear ABS system. Because some people try to uh, like disable the ABS. I can tell you ABS, how to do that. It. No, well, it's, it's pretty yeah, but easy they to say,
3: do it. But they yeah. want to use the existing, yeah. existing uh, reservoir. Right. But the existing reservoir is much smaller yes. than a standard reservoir, right. so it's very hard to use that yeah. brake reservoir yeah. without getting a different setup where you'd
0: have a bigger uh, piston. And a- Absolutely. And that's, and that's a really good definition of the system. And a lot of people do dis- disable these systems because they just get fed up with it. And they get fed up with it or they've seen what a ABS brake controller costs. And a rebuilt so, one costs a lot of money. Too, they're fucking expensive. Mean, so uh, something in the neighborhood of twelve hundred dollars for a ABS controller, which is that's a packed, pretty nice neighborhood. price of the bike. Well, yeah, it, is. it is, and that's just for the controller. So one of the tricks that I learned when I used to have those RTP, the police bikes, is if you want to shut the ABS off, there's a technique, and that is that as you turn the key on. Super fast, don't even give anything a chance to cycle, stab the start button. So literally, as soon as your key goes vertical, as soon as it makes the click, just hit the start button. And what that does is that will bypass the ABS system, and you'll just be on regular juice brakes at that point. Now, you're going to have flashing warning lights, and when the bike, when you start these motorcycles, these BMWs, when you turn the key on you start the motor, you get a... a in, uh, a parallel flashing lights and it's just a regular like bop 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 it's the left and right light flashing together and they're going to flash until you get up to about five or six miles per hour when they get data from the wheel speed sensors then that light stops flashing because until they get data they don't have anything to match against that's a pre-check isn't it's it? a pre-check the, the lights are flashing they're just waiting for you to roll the bike fast enough which is very slow that then the lights go out and everything's fine. That is how you know your ABS system is working correctly. In this situation, when you turn the key on and you stab the start button super fast, you get a wig wag. You get the lights, the flat mm-hmm. lights, that flash left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right.
2: Oscillating. It'll be
0: oscillating, yeah. <laughs> and it's telling you that you, okay, dummy, your ABS system isn't working. Okay. So what I did was I got the point where the ABS system wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, magically, my rear wheel, which was formerly locked, was unlocked. It just released? It just released. I could spin it. Okay? That tells me we have a problem with the ABS controller. It's a very simple diagnosis. You have a problem with the ABS controller. Now, we haven't figured out what's going on with the front wheels yet, why those are self-energizing. But they're self-energizing. That's a problem, too. They're not releasing pressure. So again, with the ABS system turned off, I went ahead and I applied the same technical tap to the calipers in the front. Kicked the living shit out of those, got those free. And then I went out, and with the ABS lights flashing, meaning we have no ABS functionality whatsoever, I mashed the shit out of the rear brake lever. So I mashed the shit out of the rear brake lever, which of course gave me a nice skid. Skid! Okay, cool. We have primary function of the rear brakes. No problem. That's great. So then I tried to use the front brakes. Again, very soft. Very soft. Went all the way to handlebar again very so that quickly. That seems to me like a, like a, the,
3: the master cylinder shot. Or and something. then
0: I could build it up. So I could yeah. pump, 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 pump. I could pump, 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 pump. Pump the pressure up. If I gave it this fluttering motion, I could build enough brake pressure up that I could have a safe stop, but you had to look like an idiot while you're doing it. Okay? That was the only way to get a safe stop. Of course, if you're going to sit there and hold, it is going to go back down again. So We have a failure there in that system. So it's fine. I drive around, I take some lefts, I take some rights, I accelerate, I decelerate, I try a bunch of different stuff. That's great. Go through, uh, into the neighborhood, and I go to use the rear brake again, and now I have absolutely no rear brake whatsoever. Uh Mm. Really? None. So, oh, Mm. I'm sorry, I have to digress. I shut the bike off, and I turned the bike back on, allowing the ABS system to cycle the way it should. So I allowed the ABS system to cycle the way it should, so we had both flashing lights. I fired the bike up and drove it the way you're supposed to. I'm doing a full ABS brake diagnosis here, right? I'm doing a test ride that you're supposed to. I went to use the rear brakes, and I had nothing. The pedal went all the way to the ground, and I had no resistance whatsoever. The rear brakes but, were not functioning. But that, that's really strange, yeah. though. I know.
3: Because you would think in an isolated brake system... It's really strange. Okay. It still a, have
2: primary pressure.
0: Okay. Still no warning lights? Still no warning lights and I'm pissed off cuz there should be a handful of warning lights yeah. at this point. Yeah. If you have bells and whistles all We should things. have all kinds of shit. It's a BMW, it should prevent me from doing anything. So in a in a degraded state, drive the bike home very carefully. You or the bike. The bike. Okay. I, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> I was in an optimal state. I had not been I had not done any enhancements at all. I was because I knew <laughs> I was test riding a bike home, so I was being careful. So I get back to the house and I'm like as I go into my street, I'm like, wow, you know, I know I have no rear brake, so that's my safety net gone, mm-hmm. and I know the front brake on its very best moment is going, to, is going to fail as I'm using it, unless I use this butterfly, this flutter technique, to keep the pressure up as I'm braking. Well, you know, there's been worse things that have happened to me, but just the same not today. Pull the bike into my driveway on that technique, go to use the rear brake again, and the rear brake is magically back again, mm. all is well. So I'm using the rear brake going into my driveway. It's fine. So uh,
1: they turn the bike to the
0: customer and say, "I fixed it. Everything's fine." <laughs> so this morning I went out and put the GoPro on or turned the camera on and did an analysis uh, for the camera where I did all the tests and we tested the brake and I got the rear ABS to work correctly. Clunk 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 because uh, the BMWs 1999 BMWs had the slowest cycling ABS. I mean, it was like 1992 Chevys, like. When you activate the ABS on an old BMW, a 99 BMW, it it sounds exactly like you're running over a series of garbage can lids. It's like hunt 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 hunt. It is not like
1: yeah.
0: it's a fucking barely an ABS. A violent shuddering. It's violent it is. It's like what the fuck did I just break something? Did something come off the motorcycle? So yeah, I tested it this morning and I got some very weird results. So that led me to doing a whole bunch of diagnostic. This is an important thing because a lot of our podcast listeners are cheap. Well, frugal. um, Good with their money. And to a lot of people, um, a 1999 BMW with 30,000 miles on it seems like a great place to spend a couple of grand. Except when it's not. So we get into the problems. Well, I, the first I rolled
3: out for a 2004.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the first problem is what Pete brought up earlier. And that is the fucking problem. And it is the reason, according to a friend of mine who's a BMW tech, it is the reason all of the brake calipers, I'm sorry, all of the brake control systems, the ABS control systems are dead. And they're not user serviceable they're not like i can't take one of these things apart right here on the workbench and fix it because it's a labyrinth of little passageways inside and little valves that open and close the reason is brake lines so the brake
2: lines are delaminating on the inside which can be two problems one the little flecks of crap inside there can act like little valves inside the brake line there's a little rubber thing like a check valve yeah exactly and when that little valve breaks loose, yeah. the little flapper or the little stopper breaks loose, goes on down the line, where does it end up? Yep. In the brake
0: controller. In the brake controller, because the in brake those controller, tiny little labyrinths of passages. Exactly. The passageways in the brake controllers are smaller than any other part of the system. The other small, super small hole is the return on your master cylinder pump. So your pump, the pump that actually does the braking energy is rather large. The holes in that are very, very large. But what returns the juice back into the master cylinder, otherwise it would just be a valve that would pump all the juice into the brakes and nothing would come back. But the returns are smaller holes. And there's a reason for that. And I looked it up, and it turns out that in an emergency situation, they, they wanted to make sure that as contaminated as your brake oil might be or brake fluid might be, that it would still energize the caliper or energize the piston and it would close. Whereas the juice coming back into it could come back in at a far slower rate or not at all. The symptom would be, well, the wheel's dragging. You know, the the brakes are dragging. So you'd service that if you were smart. Well, part of the problem is the 20-year-old brake fluid that's in most of these bikes. Okay. Turns out BMW was aware of that. And they knew that they made a very sensitive ABS system. And they knew that their ABS controllers were very sensitive. I own a lot of motorcycles. I've ridden a lot of motorcycles. I've had tons of motorcycles and I service tons of motorcycles. Most motorcycles in the service manual will have a recommendation for when you should change your brake fluid. How frequently you should change your brake fluid. And if for most of them it's three or four years, it's, it's not super short. It's not super long, you know. It's that three or four years window. BMW specifically says two years or 12,000 miles. And that's really short. That's super short. Most of the motorcycles that come into my shop have the factory brake fluid in them, regardless of what year they are. Which well, would we be 20 years old for that one. In this bike's case, it's nine, yeah, it's 20 years old. So it's half water. It's <laughs> something... And we know that whatever it is, it ain't what the ABS controller likes to drink, right? And it's played hell on those little tiny brass valves and little springs and everything in there. Plus, fine, fine passageways, super fine passageways. Exactly. It's a very, very dark and
2: it's ugly a, thing. It's like passing a kidney stone. It's like yeah. a it's like a <laughs> seven year old guy trying to pee. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like a lawn sprinkler. So, is that true, Chris? High yeah. volume, low flow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, again, I kind of did some looking around, and it turns out there may have been just a tiny amount of nefarious behavior on the part of BMW in the late 90s. And somebody knew or somebody detected that those ABS controllers were expensive, and they were expensive to install. It's a lot of work. It ain't just unplug it, plug the other one in. There's all the plumbing in the world goes through those things and each each piece of those plumbing have a crush washer that has to be installed new when you do it. So as you can imagine if these things were starting to fail and BMW was paying to fix them, it was going to be pretty fucking expensive. So what they did was they shortened the service interval so tight that you came you in with <laughs> you came up with an ABS interval, you came up with an ABS controller problem. And the first thing the dealer said was, can you show me where you changed your fluid in the past two years? Or is your bike over 12,000 miles? And that's exactly what they did. So they were able to deny a number of these warranty claims. And a lot of people ended up paying for ABS controllers out of their own damn pocket on bikes that weren't two years old. Super fucking bad. And because brakes are considered to be a wear and tear item and they are not covered under most warranties. And that's a son of a bitch right there. So... I did a little looking on behalf of my customer to find out, according to the 1999 service manual for BMW motorcycles, what it would cost us to do that controller. And I thought, wow, that's exactly what this bike is worth. But then I also remembered that we can't do the controller because you also got to do every fucking brake line in the bike. And that's true. Every fucking brake line in that bike needs to be replaced, which takes us... Way beyond what that bike is worth. So now how is your three thousand dollar BMW looking? If you take it to a BMW dealer and they tell you you're looking at the strong end of four thousand dollars, it's a negative this, one thousand dollar BMW. That's exactly it. <laughs> right? You'd be paying to get you'd be paying somebody to take it out of your driveway at that point. Because So does he want to give me a thousand for it? Right. Give me a <laughs> thousand, I'll take it off your hands.
1: But put yourself in you're his position. You're the right guy.
0: Put yourself in his position. He's got a motorcycle that we know is absolutely unsafe to drive. It's absolutely. There's no doubt that bike is unsafe to drive.
1: And he knows you're talking about it on the podcast.
0: Well, as as we found out with Mister Vmax in episode whatever it was, you know, people do tend to get butt hurt when we call their bikes out. We're not talking about you. We're talking about your bike. Uh, but we did talk Wait, about Mr. VMAX. The I world. never heard of the story yeah, about man. Mr. VMAX. Oh, the VMAX guy?
2: So yeah, with his on it. you have to re-listen to that yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. But it was a guy episode.
0: that basically, it was a guy that owned a VMAX and his VMAX was, you know, 18 years old or whatever, and he'd never done any maintenance on it. Just never. He'd, like, he'd, you know, put gas in it. You know, put the tires on yes, it and when that he needed made it? it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But what the bike had was the bike had four carburetors that were completely fucked up. And Everything, everything in the bike that was rubber was drying up and dying. And when we said everything in this bike that's rubber is drying up and dying, and it's leaking from all the intake boots, you know, all the carburetor intakes boots in a in a Yamaha Vmax is a motherfucker. Do this, are those the metal with the rubber over? them? Well, or are these the... are these are the yeah they're they're the bi-metal, yeah. so they're the bi-metal boots, and then they're also it's a V four configuration. So the V four configuration. It's pretty much motor out of bike if you want to do the job. And it's a, it's a horrible job. And when you are when you think about carb cleans for four and intake boots for four, every bit of rubber for a four-cylinder V4 bike, plus he had never maintained the coolant. He'd never maintained anything. Everything was jacked up. His uh, thermostat was like crustacean. I mean, it was like completely seized. So... When we gave him this ridiculous estimate, which wouldn't have been bad had he done any of it when he was supposed to do it, he just had a regular service, but he'd never done any of it. Because it's fine, I put a new battery in it, and it runs. What am I going to do? For, what are we going to do to it? Well, all of it. You got to do everything. You can't have a 16-year-old motorcycle that's never had the coolant changed. And in this case, this brings up how important it is. Uh, Ducati owners will tell you. What a nightmare! Bleeding the brakes on Ducati motorcycles is. Well, Sam, back to BMW too. Yep. there
2: is no, there's a very specific technique when you you have to bleed the up part of the system, yep. down part of the system. Yep. It's 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 involved. It I, is- I had a car. I had, you had to
3: park on a 45 degree angle. What? To. Uh, bleed the air out of the radiator if you did any work in the cooling system. Oh really? Jeez I, mean, I had that with Volkswagen banding. You have to it had to be at a tribe the six cylinders. You had to put Holy it at a forty five degree angle and right. run it so that the
0: air comes out to the top of the and, engine. And for the people who are listening to that, the reason that we're talking about you know bleeding things is if you have a giant air bubble in your car's cooling system, then your coolant pump is going to get a hold of that air bubble
3: eventually and it's going to
0: just spin and no and that air is not going to pull it's called cavitation yeah that air is not going to pull any of the other fluid through it well you can compress the air but you can't compress the water you're going to need two head gaskets that's right and maybe two heads and (laughs) it is not uncommon that we see customers coming in here that are coincidentally two weeks after they change their coolant in their motorcycles Oh, I just did my maintenance. It was great. I, you know, I, I put all new coolant in it. I did all my fluids. I did everything. That's great. Now I'm overheating. And my bike stalled on the side of the road and I, I don't know why it won't restart. It's heat seized. And I'm like, <laughs> well, when I get out there and I see there's a giant puddle of Prestone under the vehicle and I realize their head gasket is now two distinctly different pieces. You know, that there's a gap where there used to be a head gasket. Like my future son-in-law did to my... Inside. <gasps> it, what?
3: Oh. The lower radiator uh, yeah. clamp broke. Yeah. So he drove it all the way home, and he's like, it was overheating, but I made it all the way home, but then it just stopped running. It just stopped it running. It just stopped yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's because the pistons grew from yeah. like exactly six, like
0: 50 right. millimeters yeah. to 100 yeah. millimeters. Yeah. As soon as they stopped moving... They shared all their heat with the metal right next to them, and they all went, "Let's get big together." Yeah, <laughs> you're getting bigger. I'd like to get bigger too. Yeah, wow, and, it's, and it happens here a lot. We see a lot of bikes come in where it's done, man. I'm sorry, it's dead, Jim. There's nothing we can do to fix Jim. it. <laughs> dead, dead, <Jim. laughs> oh, yeah, I love you, Star Trek references. You need to start. You need to start spending a lot of time on eBay buying a new motor because. Rebuilding a lot of these motors from the crank up is going to be as expensive as finding a wrecked motorcycle and scavenging the motor out of That's it. It's not a two-stroke. Yeah, exactly, two it's not a two-stroke. It's a two-stroke. We'll take care of that all day long. But the likelihood yeah. of you having a coolant problem with your two-stroke yeah, is very pretty bad. minimal. Let's
1: there are a the few of those b- out there. Water buffalo oh,
0: RVPS. You got yeah. some. Yeah, you got some RZs and stuff out yeah. there that are going to be liquid cooled. But for the most part, not something we have to run across around here. But, yeah, super-duper uh, big deal is that fluid maintenance is, like, crazy important when you have fuel injector... I'm sorry, ABS brakes. Like, people right. just forget about that. Brake fluid maintenance, shall we? Yeah, brake fluid maintenance. kind of gears there between oh, sorry, yeah. cooling break, fluids uh, yeah. and brake fluid fluid fluids, fluids in general, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. brake fluids in
3: particular. Yeah. You and have to change your fluids
0: <sighs> because it, they wear and they absorb yeah. moisture. And you don't have to be a genius to replace your fluids. Like, I had somebody that was trying to explain to me how difficult it was to bleed the brakes on their particular vehicle, and I said, or, bear with me here, you could take a turkey baster and go out to your master cylinder, and you could drain 90% of the fluid out of your master cylinder, and replace it with fresh fluid, put the cover back on, and energize your brakes and pump them and work them. Drive around the block. Drive around for a few minutes. And then bring it back and do that again. And just for fun, do it a third time. And what I'm going to tell you is, you're not 100% clean, but you're pretty fucking clean.
2: Brake fluid is a lot cheaper than yeah.
3: uh, it's ABS, also, control. ABS
0: controllers. <laughs> it's also pretty,
3: you can buy a little check valve, yeah. put yeah. the tube on your caliper, open yep. your caliper, open the top of your thing... Mm-hmm. And just keep pumping your yep. brakes and it'll feed I mean if it's a non ABS system, yep. it'll feed it right through until you see clear coming out yep. of the other end. And and you never introduce an air
0: bubble, you never introduce anything, right. and you have all clean fluid. My in your grandfather his method for bleeding brakes works as good for me today when I do it as it did when I was a child and he taught it to me. The trick is a whole fucking lot of hose. You have a whole fucking lot of hose and you have a large vessel which is usually another can of brake fluid, right? So you're going to have two cans of brake fluid, right, ultimately. You're going to do the turkey baster trick. You're going to take all the fluid out of your calipers, and you're going to dispose of it correctly in par with your local EPA. But, and you're going to replace (laughs) it as you do. But then this tube at the bottom of your bleeder valve is going to go all, the tube is going to go all the way up to a very highly elevated, higher than your master cylinder, because we're going to use science here. And as long Gravity. as the tube is going higher than your master cylinder, when you put pressure on the system and you crack your bleeder, the air is going to go up. It has no choice. And then as long as you don't let your master cylinder go bone dry, you're fine. So you pump the brakes up and you constantly refill the master cylinder. It, it might be a two-person yeah. job. I say, okay, use and, a helper. Right? And use a helper. And... You can use one-handed brake bleeding tools, which are basically just check valves, and they work great. You can install speed bleeders, which is the same bleeder on your brake caliper that the factory put there, except this one has a little check valve, valve built into it. They're less than 20 bucks. I mean, no, those things work great. And they work great. And right. the next time you put a bleeder on your brakes, or if you don't, just... Trust me. If your brakes are from the '80s, they're rusty, and they need to be. Re- the bleeders need to be replaced. That's to me though. Brake fluid is the worst thing to get on your hands.
3: I don't like brake fluid. Yeah, that's, that's the, the worst, worst thing to get anywhere. No, it's like yeah. it, it's sticky but slippery. Yeah,
0: yeah it's weird. It's, weird it's
3: got the weirdest yeah. like feel yeah. to it.
0: Yeah, it's weird shit.
3: But
1: if you do Hyper that method, you also will, smells the worst.
0: Oh god. The if you do the the long tube method, you will chase. I mean, I, you're going to chase bubbles out of the system. And it's shocking how after 20 or 30 pumps, you're like, oh, clearly I got the bubbles out of this thing. No. Get that rubber mallet out and start tapping on your calipers. Oh, start tapping everywhere. on everything. Yeah, and sticks. then you're like, oh, shit, I just got a whole other gaggle of bubbles out of here. And replace your brake lines, man. New brake lines feel so good.
2: And don't replace them with rubber no, brake lines. No. Get stainless steel braided no. with Teflon liners. If you get the ones with the Teflon liners, you'll never yeah. have the little check valves right. forming in there again.
3: That's right. That's exactly I just right. the, the problem with my ambulance. Lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My brake yeah. line collapsed on my ambulance, and the front caliper hung up. What? Really? Yeah, I dropped off that wheelchair for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And on the way back, <laughs> I'm the like, Something, something's hanging up. I get yeah. back there, my front caliper's hanging up, brake line. Oh, shit. Rubber brake lines collapsed. It collapsed. And it's
0: an 89. So. Yeah, but again, that's, that, that's the point. And yeah, so. The, the funny do... thing is, OEM brake lines, if you're going to buy brake lines that are factory for your bike, which are the right length, you're going to find that they're going to be like, for the line that goes from your master cylinder on the handlebars down to your front front wheel, it's going to be about $49, $59 bucks from the usual scumbags. If you go and get something fancy like Spiegler line, you might be looking at an extra 7 or 8 bucks. It's well it's, worth it. It's not that much more money to go with that premium product, especially. I'm good, thank you. Uh, especially when you're talking about that's going to save you a giant pain in the dick. Yeah. Uh, when you have that sort of self energizing self energizing uh, master cylinder, don't don't trip over a dollar to pick up a dime. You know, yeah. sometimes you got to spend extra money. Well, and yeah. I can't ever go pick up a Honda. Like if I go pick up a you know a mid '70s Honda from anybody. I'm going to spend the first five minutes kicking the shit out of the caliper. I mean, that's just—I can almost expect the fact that that's
3: going to be the case. I'm going to yeah. say it again. Yeah. I like drum brakes way better. <laughs> yeah. I, well. <laughs> I've always li- I've always liked drum yeah. brakes, and I like right. drum brakes. Yeah. I don't care. I don't drive that fast. I don't really. Think Do you take either. chances? Right. I don't take chances. He doesn't either. take nearly <laughs> enough
0: chances. <laughs>
3: But I'm just saying, a drum brake totally releases. Yeah. You'd think it's more efficient. Yeah. And there's so much. A dual leading shoe drum brake is just amazing. so cool. Yeah, they work, they work super cool. They really do work super cool. And, and they look
0: cooler too, especially a vented drum brake. Oh, they look and, beautiful. That's, art. Right. Yeah. That's motorcycle art. If you look yeah. at the old, the first generation water buffalo front brakes, oh man. And then you see somebody who's built a bike up and then drilled the shit out of it, like put a bunch of lightning holes in it, uh, it looks good. Yeah, they, they, my buddy calls that, uh, it's been made out of drillium.
3: Okay. Drillium. <laughs> I was like, Better ah, than chinesium. I <laughs> like it,
0: drillium. I think that's really cool. <laughs> I, I approve of that. The uh, interesting zero news, we sold um, an FXS to a young fella yesterday. Super oh, nice. nice guy. Young guy, came in, looked at seven years worth of financing, saw how much it was going to cost him a month, couldn't afford not to buy it. Rolled out here on an FXS yesterday but I tried to order a replacement FXS today. They're out. Hmm. It's not June yet, and they are out of FXSs. Well,
1: that's so good for them.
0: It's fantastic that they've had that kind of demand. Yeah, that's great. Now, that means if you were sitting on the fence about buying an FXS, that you need to get off that fence and call a bunch of dealers. Find who's got that, the bike in your area, because you're not going to see them. They said they are, they're done, and they're not going to be producing anymore. They're focusing on the SRFs, which of course there's more demand than they can fill. So 100% of their production value or production force is going to the SRFs right now. I or, I'm not saying that as a factual statement. I'm saying I would assume that. That's running on the wall. Yeah. Because that's you Build the, what you sell. Well, and they from the minute 10%. they announced that bike 2 months ago or 3 months ago, the SRF, people have been buying it and they're, you know, they're not even fulfilling Those orders haven't been fulfilled yet. I know of a couple of dealers who have taken their demo bikes. They got one demo bike. And they sold it to a customer. I wish I had a dick that was long enough to step on it. Because that's what the fella did was he stepped on his dick. He must not want to sell zeros or ever do a demo ride for a zero. Fucking weird, man. I can't believe the guy did that. Well, on the used
3: FX front, FXS front. yeah. I figured I called out zero because yeah. I told you I was having that problem with yeah. it. There is a battery in the con- in the screen. Yes, a small battery a small in the battery screen, screen itself that yeah. is not replaceable. <gasps> that I have to spend a hundred bucks to buy a new screen. What? And I said, "Well, is it? Yeah." I said. Is that something that's going to stop me from driving the bike? He's like, No, it's no problem. Right. So I'm like, that's perfectly fine. Right. So right. I'm I do not even yeah. care. It's it's just an odd thing. That it's is weird. Like, it's and I think it's my own fault. It's not zero's fault that it happened. Because, Did you just leave your screen on
0: for hours on end? Well what happened was,
3: uh, you know, they said to run your battery down to sixty percent.
2: Oh. So I turned the key on
3: oh, and then I would oh, turn it off. I yeah. turn the key on, turn yeah. it off, turn the key on and after a certain period of time, yeah. the controller de-energizes yes. because you're not in movement. That's right. So what I think happened, and I shouldn't probably say this. On, well, I'm gonna have to, okay. It's out of Nobody work, cares, so it doesn't really matter right. anyway. It's yeah. my own fault. So I'm yeah. warning anybody who hasn't an, has a zero period yeah. that if you want to bring your batteries down, to the recommended storage level of 60%. Right. Do not do it the way I no, did, no and not. I made a mistake.
0: No, and we so, we tried that that's... around here, so we ran an experiment. Uh, we did the same thing. So when zero last year came out with some, some data that said, in a perfect world, that the zeros would be stored over the winter months at 65%. And we went, great, except for we have six of them on the floor that are all at 100%. And there's snow on the ground. So we're not going to go out and ride them around and get them down to 60% or 65%. Well, it turns out in the latest firmware, there actually is firmware built in now that puts the bike into long-term storage more, where it de-energizes down to... Oh, hmm, slowly? Yes. Yeah. So it self-de-energizes to put itself into storage mode, but you've got to not touch the switch for like 30 days. Well, well that's and good. because so I mean, like it's after so 30 s- days, if you had been just, you know, well, what am I going to do? How should I put the bike? Don't touch it. Just don't touch it.
3: So I need to flash my, I just need yeah. to flash my bike. Yeah. And I'll do that, but but I mean, it's not, no. I'm just warning previous yeah. owners of...
0: Yeah, the method of taking your battery down to 65%. You should just ride it down so you know to 65%. What we, did? we went in here at the shop, we didn't know, and we turned every bike on, we put them on high beam, and we put the turn signal, the four-way flashers on. So we figured those are incandescent bulbs <laughs> with incandescent forever. flashes, right? So incandescent bulbs with incandescent flashers and the high beam, which is an incandescent bulb. This is a lot of load. And so we turned those all on and we left them all on for like a day, you know. And we had written down what our state of charge was. We wrote down our starting voltage, you know, 98% or whatever it was. And we wrote that down in the time. And then after three hours, we realized we were in trouble. Because it, it takes it down like one percent, less than one yeah. percent. So it was one percent on the fourteen uh, four bikes. I had to do it yeah. forty times to bring my <gasps> Jesus Christ, to bring my
3: thing down. And yeah. so what I am figuring is happening is that that, that battery only mm-hmm. the battery in the display yeah. is only active right. when the controller is inactive. That makes sense. So if the controller deactivates, the shut off. Then that the little battery, is yeah, that d de- that that
0: little battery must have to power everything. But you know, that battery is just going to be a battery on the board, right? No, yeah. it's probably just soldered.
3: I mean, they're saying it's irreplaceable. No, but it's probably just soldered in. And I'm yeah. going to just take it apart. I'm going to solder have a you battery. You taken in. apart
0: a ten year old uh, solar powered yeah. motion sensing light? Right. Yep, I have. You know why? Because those batteries that go inside are like 49 cents a piece or a buck a piece. Yeah. And I put four new batteries in it, and that thing's back in motion again. Right. And that's all I'm going to do. So yeah. there's nothing really bad about no. it. It's just, I just wanted to warn people yeah. that... Somebody said there were no user, res- user serviceable parts inside. And I said, you haven't met this user.
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, How the, run and a the board's a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, the screen's $100. bucks. i am like, well, yeah. can I get an upgrade? Well, Did you finally put a an like, ambient, air, ambient temperature air temperature sensor Because <laughs> I could really use one of those. We could all
0: use one of those.
3: But yeah. it's not on there, so yeah. there's no sense in buying the new one. That's funny. Yeah, that's right. But I, I love would that just pull, bike. I, I mean, just, I tell you, I have 9,000 miles on yeah, it. Yeah, I would just pull so the thing apart
0: and put a new battery in it. You
3: know, that's what I'm going to do. And then the other thing I have is I try to download the battery logs. Yeah. <laughs> it takes five hours. takes a hours. long time. Yep. So, I don't know what the deal is with that. It must have a lot of data in there.
0: I think you need a faster connection.
3: I'm doing it with the Bluetooth. The Bluetooth are, must be slow. So, maybe I'll just do it through the laptop. Oh, yeah. So, I'll bring it in and I'll just download that. Because I have to send it into the factory because I have this odd problem where if you, if you it, it'll charge to 100% and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. If you charge to 100% and the charger shuts off, right. then as soon as you take it out, like you wait a day, it drops fast. It goes down to 94%. Yeah, drops fast. Yeah. So he yeah. said that they need to look at
0: the logs. Yeah, look at logs. So
1: we I, did I something stupid at the shop wondering. today,
0: completely not related to electricity. We put a sidecar on a buddy scooter. Nice. And uh, it was, well, hell, it's strange looking because it's. It's like that shoe-shaped sidecar. You know, it's not like, you know, the old sty bullet or rocket-shaped sidecar. Yeah. It's more of a Dutch shoe-looking thing. Um, but it's a company down in Florida that makes these sidecar rigs. And they, they, they make them... They, they build them themselves. They put the thing together. It's got that aluminum deck that you see over there. A uh, big, giant slab of aluminium. And uh, no small amount of welding on that motherfucker. And... The welds uh, look good, though. Yeah, the welds are stout. I mean... I am absolutely certain. (laughs) No, I am absolutely certain that tonight we blew it out of its weight limit by like a fucking lot. Chris was in the sidecar and I was on the bike. Yeah, and Chris was mostly in the sidecar. Well, a lot of Chris was in the sidecar. The important parts of Chris were in the sidecar. This is not a full size sidecar. I can get in it. This is not a chris side side care either. No, it's, it's a really not. So Michael Fresh is definitely He's uh, out. <laughs> no, there's no way. He's right out. And yeah. it's a fiberglass bucket. So, you know, all hail the gods of fiberglass. You know, it's a really great resource and everything. But just the same, you know, there was some creaking and groaning going on. <laughs> uh, you know, this thing does not have a lot of structural rigidity, probably for children and dogs. Um, well, part, that's what probably built the biggest market for it. It's what, probably what it was built for. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, we have to we have to finagle yeah, with the ride height and stuff. fat asses. It's oh god! And I was out doing some fancy figure eights with it, and I have to get into the sidecar. Like I have to physically get my body into the sidecar for right hand turns. Otherwise, it's going to it's flip. going to flip. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. There's not enough weight on it. There. Oh, there's no weight on it. You really? like Chris put his hand yeah. under it. Like the, you could put any part of your body under the outside wheel and have no jeopardy of it being damaged. Like. I would no problem. You want to put your head under there? Go ahead. Really? You want to put your tongue under it? You'll fine. Your tongue will be fine. Like the the tongue weight. No tongue weight. The tongue weight of that outside wheel is like nothing. Maybe they need to add like uh, like outboard thirty pounds or something. Or oh, I think that driving this thing without meat in the can is taking your life in your own fucking hands. Because sooner or later you're going to have to turn right. and You're going to forget to get in the sidecar first. Yeah. And it's going to be like woo. See, that's <laughs> what I, when I ride the Ural. Yeah, I no matter what I do and no matter what turn
3: I take, I climb over to the side. I, yeah. I mean, I do exactly what you're supposed to do. The
0: driver is a monkey. I'm just gonna use the driver and a monkey. Yeah, is, uh, is I don't, don't monkey. have any friends, yeah. I'm a driver and a monkey. But, but the problem with the yeah. Ural is that the windshield is right here, yeah.
3: and you can't mm. get your, arm, it your like, arm right halfway yeah. up your arm. You have to like lean. Over, you can't lean back. You can yeah. lean back, but your arm it catches on the windshield. Yeah. So if you lean forward, you can lean forward, like kind of over the handlebar. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of an odd position. If that windshield needs to be like cut out or something, oh, so yeah. you could so you can get over there. Yeah, so you can get to the side. But but uh, I took the cook from this bar I go to, Riverwood. Yeah. Riverwood's the best. Two dollar two dollar uh, cust- uh, drafts for you know till nine o'clock. Right on. Please. Freak with that bar. <laughs> Plus, Champ is the best cook ever. But anyway, I took Champ and his daughter for a ride, and Him he's three stars. like a six yep. foot five dude, <laughs> and his daughter's in the sidecar. He's sitting behind me, yeah, <laughs> and he's scared shitless oh, of, of, of riding on a motor. He's never been on a motorcycle Let alone before. the Cedar Point ride that is every sidecar ride. Yeah.
1: Because, because uh, Steve has already had $18 worth of beer over there. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you feel hey, about the Riverwood? Beers. Do you like the Riverwood? Yeah,
3: I love the Riverwood. Would you say it's three stars? I would say it's definitely three <laughs> stars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would give it a... I'd even uh, give
1: uh, a uh, 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 come on! It was three, everything three I wanted. Plus. Three no, stars. Come on! <laughs> It's so a five star system, Steve. But I know I mean, it was so fun.
3: We were riding on it. He was hanging on to me. Oh, really? Oh like, man! <laughs> like his life depended. Well, well, his life probably did depend it on was. it. <laughs> I do not her, like being Steve in the sidecar when other people are driving. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: It bothers me. It bothers me to be in the sidecar when others are driving, just because I understand how difficult it is to drive a sidecar rig. It's fun, and especially when you get into like the vespas and the buddies. And the e like the shit that's super sketchy. Like when you get into like somebody spent thirty or $40,000 putting together a Harley or a Goldwing or a BMW sidecar rig, you're like, okay, this has been correctly fucking set up. But when you're literally hanging an appliance on the side of a Vespa or a Stella using a bent piece of, you know, plumbing pipe, it ain't right. Trust me. I was like, I've been trained on setting up sidecars. I've set up tons of sidecars. The Vespa ones are usually, all right, it's on. You know, there's no math. There is not one opportunity for you to do math on that buddy sidecar rig. Yeah. And it's got like a a farm and fleet wheel on it. You know, it's got like a a tractor supply company wheel on it.
3: My my concern, my biggest concern is not the turn. Yeah. Because I think I have like control. Uh I mean, mean, (coughs) sorry. If you're doing it right, you have control in the turns. It's emergency braking. Yeah, that sudden left turn? It's, yeah, it's that is the scariest yeah. part because yeah. I mean, I backed off. I backed off the, the outboard, uh, brake. outboard yeah. brake so that yeah. when you hit the brakes, I mean, it doesn't turn right but anymore. But you still if you if you yeah. really hit it hard, yeah. it's
0: still going to grab. Oh
3: yeah. But you try, you really really try
0: to think ahead. Oh yeah. Balancing bra- balancing is, your brakes in a sidecar, especially a heavy one, is an art unto itself. Because you have to think, okay, I'm going to use these brakes four thousand times before I have a panic stop. So, do I set them for the panic stop, or do I set them for the four thousand times I'm going to use them regularly? That's because you if need every to set them time, for the panic stop. Yeah, if every time you use your brakes regularly, the the rig stops straight and true because you got them balanced out really nicely. But then when you have that panic stop, and all of a sudden that some bitch turns right hard because. Everything now is collapsing at the same time, or worst case scenario turns left hard, because then it's at head-on traffic. Yeah. So sidecar rigs are a very sketchy thing, and that's why there's two types of riders. You're either the guys in the ditch. They're good at them, the or they're hurting. You're either good at a sidecar, you got a broken collarbone.
1: Any news from uh, uh, Widow Goldwing uh, down in Sagmore? Oh, any well, movement on The gold her. widow. I the Gold really widow.
3: called her. The golden winged widow.
1: Because she's probably wanting you to.
3: Get rid of that bike. Yeah, get it yeah, out I of there. I need to do it this weekend. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I'll go with you. You okay. let me know.
3: Yeah, I've just been... It is Memorial Day weekend, so there's... Oh, no, that's true. I, With my kid yeah. making
0: me his subcontractor... I was going to say, now that your son is your boss... Yeah, well, my son right.
3: is my boss, yeah. and I have more business than I can actually handle. Right. It's getting to the <laughs> point where I can't think straight. And well,
0: you're number one in the number two business. Right. right.
1: Well, I don't know about <laughs> that. But I, think I, feel like, I feel like number two in the number two <laughs> You're number two, two in the number two business? Because. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: But, I mean, it's, it's, it's better to be busy, busy than to not be busy. Right, exactly. And better to make money than to not make money. Exactly. And my kid's in Vegas right now partying away so at a bachelor party. Yeah. supposedly got a bunch of midget strippers.
1: Okay Those are half price I approve
3: Those are half price <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh that was a I don't bad not like, <laughs> That's a cheap me one. That you there's get some, the dozen, some
3: pool some... party With midget strippers All Right Okay I mean what do they have Like midget strippers In Vegas or something I think
0: we're supposed To call them little people And you're like Well except when they're strippers When they're strippers They're midgets <laughs> Little people yeah. strippers <laughs> Yeah when, it, when, the, when the body's in the trunk It's a whore When it's functioning It's a prostitute
3: <laughs> now now my question is the difference between a dwarf and a midget. Is a dwarf just a small uh, I have no idea. person?
2: It's proportion. Yeah, it's gotta be proportional. I think um is one a midget had, proportional and a dwarf is I, not proportional? I, have, I, I have, believe that's the case. Yeah. I have It not, may be the other way around. I'm no expert, but there is a differentiation. And in a
1: expert. tripod is I know that MGs
0: I, I know that in the world of MGs they're midgets. That's it's correct. And yes. I had one. Morse Garage. Some midget. They, yeah. I can tell you, they did not call it the, the MG Dwarf. It was. What <laughs> did an an they call it? G- the MG Little Person. It was the MG Midget, and every part of it was too small. There was not a but single proportionally part of that so. Car. It was proportionally so, but there was not a single part of that car that was the right size.
3: Speaking of odd cars, yes.
0: Was one of your cars? In Rocky River today, the black one? No, the red, weird Oh, the red one. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of calls about that. So the Escargo, I've loaned the Escargo to Curtis at Pulpetta. So Pulpetta, because I saw uh,
3: it on Detroit our Road, our meatball like, restaurant. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Pulpetta is uh, one of our friends' restaurants, and they serve any kind of meatball that you want. And they got a killer bar too. The the food is fantastic. If you happen to be in Cleveland, check out Pulpetta. Um, so I decided that, you know. That car looks a lot like a meatball. It certainly does. <laughs> so, if I told him, I think he it looks to,
2: like a um, snail.
0: It is. Well, it's called Nescar <clears> Go. <throat> oh my god! I didn't speak
2: French. I just <laughs>
0: I put that together all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured if he wants to do like a big magnetic thing on the side, like you know meatball shape or whatever, that'd be fun for him to do it. Because I'm not going to do anything with that car right away. Um, you know, I got future plans for that car, but nothing's going to happen right now. So he can have it for now and have fun with it. Because I saw it in Detroit and I'm like, yeah. it's, that's got to be Phil's car because who in this world. Yeah, I'm just going to scatter
3: happened? small Japanese yeah.
0: cars around the city of Cleveland until until Cleveland looks cool enough. And you were speaking,
3: yeah. you said French today. <laughs> I happened to watch Southern Comfort.
0: Oh, you did? That movie? Did yeah, you the movie? See? yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's a bizarre it's movie. It's a rough movie, yeah. but uh, It's but, like Deliverance Part 2.
3: Right? But the Cajun
0: yeah. guy yeah.
3: in that movie. Was in Blade Runner.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was, uh, he was one of the simulants. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah synthetics. <laughs> I didn't, I
0: didn't, I never, I just put that together. This be, a, you just got back from Mexico. I did. Like yesterday? Wednesday, yeah. Oh, two, two days really? ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, what took you to Mexico again? An airplane. Again, okay, all right.
2: No, I just went down with the, uh, to a resort with the family. Uh, oh, it was a family trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool. What city did you go to? Drinking, return? eating. Um, we were just south of uh, Cancun there at the okay. Puerto Morelos. Neat. Small little fishing town. Uh, That's cool.
0: Yeah, was Is it everything
2: you needed it to be? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. All, almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> the Denver Broncos cheerleaders were there, and at um, your resort. Yes. Were they doing cheers? No, they no, were there they were on not. like a team building exercise or were something. You, I don't were know. Were you doing cheers? I was cheering for them. Yes. Yes. Secretly,
1: absolutely, secretly
2: <laughs> in the pool, right. behind my sunglasses. How do
0: you yeah. say pom poms in Mexican? Yeah, I
2: don't because know. Because I need a set of them now. <laughs> <laughs> so these girls were like walking around, and they were like show ponies, right? Of course. And then, uh, so they would walk by, and all the men's jaws would drop, and they'd be like, "Holy shit!" Who and are your these? wife
0: and kids and are all there?
2: no, all the women would be like. You know, they are just like just under their breath. Like Sweetheart, and,
0: Sweetheart, can you come over here and do some math? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I needed to balance this checkbook.
2: But it, it was very enjoyable. They were there for like, the, our overlap, they were there for like three, the first three days we were there, and then they left. But wow. uh, it was just then fun then watching the dynamic. get
3: really bad. After yeah, the last two Rain. days of the meditation. Well, no, the yeah. next
2: day it was just, just as much tequila as there was the was first day, say, and the beer was flowing. And all uh, the men in the hotel stopped having sex. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, food was good. The weather was great. Oh, um, that's great. Did you
1: get out fishing on a boat at all?
2: Uh, I did not fish. I went out on a Hobie Cat. I went kayaking. Um, Yeah, just played volleyball.
0: You know, just rigged you rigged. went out solo on a Hobie Cat?
2: No, no, no. I do not know how to uh, sail to a sail. craft. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I took a Mexican Capitan with me to... Sure. Uh, To Capitan said (laughs) craft.
3: I'll teach you how to sail someday, if you want to learn. I'm really not interested, no. (laughs)
2: just Like, once a year when I go to a Mexican resort, I give the guy a $5 tip, and he takes me out there there for for an hour. But it was very enjoyable. Did you get to fly? Did I fly? Did he put the Hobie Cat up on one? Oh, I see. No, no, we did not do that, No. It was a Dude, small. You hobby wear cat. the diaper
3: and put yourself on the. thing. Well, that's. I mean, that's the, a big.
2: You're going to be in a. Yeah, going to be a larger vessel at that point. This was a smaller vessel. This was only like a. a backyard-sized tw- twelve Cat? Tw- twelve foot. You know, each of the pontoons, twelve foot long or so. Well, That's yeah. pretty short. That's. Pretty it, short. it was, it was a smaller polar Yeah,
0: pitch polar material. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that yeah, Mexico is definitely. Get a lot of bang for your buck. There's going to be some more Mexico for me this (laughs) year, so I'm looking for some February Mexico time. I think this year, so I think January, February, I'm going to be doing some Mexico stuff. Um, I just feel the need to go back, and yeah, it's going to be a good time for that. Speaking uh, of Mexico, yes,
1: Oscar, Oscar is five, six, seven,
0: eight. Is yeah, is watching five, six, seven, eight tonight because Oscar does like the anime manga based music acts. The last one he went and saw, I think, was all transforming robots uh, that were doing cl- uh, rock and roll classics. And now he's going to see five, six, seven, eight, which I thought was a mix or a Japanese garage band of some sort. So, seven, yeah. eight, nine would be a better name. Seven, eight, nine, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Why is seven? Why is six scared? Seven, <laughs> eight, nine. The uh, that's uh, Oscar is you know like I said we're getting ready for our fucking Isle of Man trip, man. And it's, there's a lot of stuff going on and Isle of Man is banging. There's all kinds of crap set up. Agostini's taking a parade lab, memory lap, like a historical lap. Yeah. So Agostini's going to be out there and just every day they announce something new is happening. It started this uh, weekend, right? The so yeah, so this is um, right, you know, starting Monday is when practice starts. Okay. So they're going to be starting practice uh, this upcoming week. I'll drop this as fast as possible. Probably drop it tomorrow. And, Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to fuck off on the 28th. So we're going to land there on the 29th. So that's going to be our schedule. So we're going to be on the island on the afternoon of the 29th. Um, And we still, by the way, we still have two spots if you're friendly. So if you're like a a guy and a lady, we have a queen-size bed that two of you can cohabitate on. Um, If you want to go... I don't think Kit's going to want to go. Right, right. Or if it's just one of you, we could. We have a, another bed. We can rotate the the bed roster around, so we have space. Don't fall uh, for that. Yeah, exactly. don't fall for that. It's a trap. <laughs> right, it's a trap. I uh, got we, rotated last night. We we've got That's space, a yeah. A and <laughs> I did check, and it looks like if you're if you're not real picky, you can get. Um,
1: they're clenchy. They're clenchy, exactly.
0: <laughs> Get a bit stabby in my sleep. Uh, but if you're not real picky, they do have a number of flights that are still available. And some people have given up, or this always happens with any major event. There are a number of Isle of Man forums on Facebook and everywhere else. And there are a number of people selling the tickets for like the Steam Packets Ferry that they're unable to use. So there are a number of tickets for the ferry and there are airplane seats that are opening as they add more flights to Isle of Man. So you can get over there. So what's a flight cost? Well, as of yesterday it's about 1500 bucks. And then the rooms about 1500. The room's right. going to cost you about 150 a night give or take for 10 nights. If you go the whole 10 nights, if you go the whole time. So we said basically if you figure 4 grand, you're probably budgeting right. Now, it's a lot of bangers and mash. Well, the good news is, <laughs> here, here's a tip from we have grocery stores right by our right by our place. So.
2: Transportation tip from your To Pedro here. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have frequent flyer miles and there's empty seats on those planes, they yeah. they will open those uh, seats up to frequent flyers, correct? Award yeah. seats, and they mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're giving them away. No, but it's but really affordable. Sometimes it's yeah. If you checked yeah. on it say three months ago versus yeah. checking on it this week right. when you want to go next week. Yeah. They can put somebody on that plane, and yeah. they can... don't want there to be any empty
0: seats on right. the plane. Right, exactly. And it, by going at it, using logging into your frequent flyer account and trying to get this airfare that way, you're most likely going to get seated, uh, yep. and it's going to be less than you thought. Yep. I mean, Oscar bought it. Oscar and I bought it when it was still at the low point before it got up again. But last minute, there are always deals. Point being, we've got a hell of a house, and we got a great. Such a great situation. Our location is about exactly where you'd want to be, and we've got a lot of resources there. And the nice thing about Isle of Man is outside of your food and beverage, you don't have to buy a ticket, you don't have to pay to get into the things. It's just the whole fucking island, man. It's 38 miles. So it's a small far... island, man. It is, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you gender identify that island? <laughs> that's it. The, uh, but yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a really good time. We're really looking forward to it ourselves personally. You don't have to stay the whole day ten days if somebody needs to be in there for only a week, if that's all you can swing. That's fine. You know, we've got the space. So whether it's, you know, a bed right now, but if we had to, we could throw somebody on the floor or there's this giant leather couch that I'm actually eyeballing and I'm kinda like A leather couch looks perfect. And I like a good big couch. That's what I am. I'd rather sleep on a couch.
3: I'd rather sleep back my back up to like the side. Yeah. It's more comfortable.
0: I'd rather sleep in a big giant wallet eating couch. You know, one of those couches that you get out of it and you're like, (laughs) I had shit when I sat down here and I don't have a wallet anymore, I have no keys, I have nothing. (laughs) I know, because
1: everything's in the car. Exactly. Yes.
0: (laughs) You gotta
2: have that's why you have to have these. Yes, you have to have cargo boxes. Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah. (laughs) I I only sit on leather
2: couches when I'm completely nude.
0: <laughs> and then, and then no, nobody wants to sit there afterwards And <laughs> we have to burn the couch. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So that's going on, and we couldn't be happier about it. The uh, and for, as far as we're concerned, we're like, I'm studying Isle of Man like it's my goddamn job. Like I'm doing a fucking thesis on Isle of Man for the past two weeks. I don't watch anything on TV that isn't Isle of Man related. I'm trying to make up for 107 fucking years of Isle of Man in like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, The good news is... You're smart enough. You're going to absorb it all. There's plenty of content. Yeah, Yeah, there's plenty of content. And I've even found a place that, like, for a rather reasonable amount of money, will put you in a performance car. Oh, nice. Yeah. And drive you around with a professional. Nice. And and he's not afraid to hang the back end out. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm not going to jump on the back with some fucking knucklehead, you know... There's all these, like, ride on the back of a motorcycle the Formula One rider, or ride on the back of a motorcycle the Moto oh, GP no. racer. No, 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 no. One, that's going to freak me out. Ride in the sidecar of a Buddy 125. <laughs> Again, dumb enough. Just in
3: front of our shop today. That wheel's only at 242 degrees. <laughs> oh. You do it right the, speed, the back.
0: Speed rated to 36 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. you do it right and in the back tire. The drive wheel is barely touching the pavement. You know? Is it? Is that the kind of leaning this way? Kind of. It's leaning like fucking... There's a tower in Pisa that can take fucking notes from this sidecar. Why side is car it reading. like that? Because as far as we're concerned... It's still being dialed in. It's still be, right. it, just, it just came together like an hour ago. Right. It literally is did. It, is that
3: the wheel right there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It does look like it's speed rated for 36 miles. It yeah. does say that it is a that's speed just, rated trailer tire. It says it right on the side. But that also means nothing. It's an 8 inch tire. Yeah. But again, a buddy tops out at sixty miles an hour downhill. So, if it's if it's not speed rated, I think that's okay.
2: High speed trailer.
0: High speed trailer. There you go. Good enough for me. What's the speed rating on that high speed trailer? You mean like P or S or T? No, high speed trailer. Well, it's a ten
2: inch tire. Eight inches. It's an eight inch tire. Okay.
0: At sixty miles an
2: hour, how many revolutions is that making versus ninety like- billion? Yeah, it's yeah, it's been it's
0: ninety billion revolutions. Well, I, just put I it a, might be more concerned to, there's not a I
2: may be more concerned about
0: the bearings. I, I would too. Yeah, it's probably a bushing. <laughs> well, a lot of those were so a lot of those Indian sidecar rigs I'm just saying that we brought in like for the uh, a, is gonna a lot of the Indian sidecar rigs that we brought in were just bushings. There was and they were they were like a Zytel nylon.
2: Oh, they weren't even, they weren't even like bronze. No. Right? <laughs> no,
0: they were like plastic. Yeah. And it is pretty like, beefy, though. Yeah. it's Again, it's hanging on the side of a freaking buddy. It's so, for your Labrador, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Name it's only which. where the dog goes. <laughs> if, you can t- if you can get your dog to wear goggles, that is exactly what you need. It's a sidecar for your buddy.
3: You need to design a cage mm-hmm. that goes over the top of it. Well, so you as say, you can
0: see, look at that aluminum deck. The fact that it has a shoe-shaped thing mm-hmm. that a human being can sit in... It's completely unnecessary yeah. because you look at that aluminum deck. You could put anything on there. Yeah. I mean, you want to put a big dog kennel on there? Go right ahead. Right. You want to put a rail and drag another scooter around? Knock your socks off. That's enough big real estate. Dick. Giant rubber dick. Yeah, a big, big, big rubber dick. Um, that is enough real estate that you could kind of get creative with it. Yeah,
1: that was for misfits too, by the way. Just,
0: oh, they have nothing but rubber dicks. <laughs> they're a little, little thick with rubber dicks over there. The uh, thick with rubber dicks. <laughs> I, speaking of which, I got a. Uh, speaking of which, yeah. I got that Kawasaki Vulcan over there, and I did order one of those like official uh, I saw it, as seen on TV adhesive thing that you put into the dent, and then it's got yeah. a bit of a bridge, yeah, and then you screw it, and it pulls the dent out of it. Great. Did not fucking work at all. No, no, uh, no That's a shame. Not <laughs> as seen on TV, not even remotely. So I'm gonna try a big rubber dick. I'm gonna suction cup on the bottom. <laughs> it's okay. it's
3: like, I tried. Water with the, in the
0: freezer. Well, I was a thought, freezing it out is an idea for sure. So we're gonna try it. But I gotta get that dent out of that gas tank. It's too weird. You know, it's like, oh, this bike's totally three thousand dollars, and then people have been looking at the bike and they're like, yeah, you get a fifteen hundred cc fuel injected cruiser bike for between three and four thousand dollars. Yeah, new tires and everything, ready to ride.
1: What's a dent in the gas
0: tank? Yes, there's a dent in the gas tank. It's it, a dent in the gas tank. Yes, it is a dent in the gas tank. Affect the rideability? I always like a dent in the gas tank? So it's been down. <sighs> yeah, it landed on a stone right there. Right in that exact spot. Hmm. Yeah, it killed the guy who was riding in his head at that exact <laughs> spot, and the rest of the bike was totally saved except for his head hit that exact spot.
1: I, look, dude. And his if, head comes with the sale. One, if,
0: <laughs> if, if <laughs> you are buying a used motorcycle, you should assume it's been down, and you should look for the evidence of how bad it's been down. I'm so fucking tired of hearing people say, has it been down? Dude. That tells me you are completely not qualified to buy a motorcycle. If your only criteria is, I don't know, man. There's a little little scuff on the end of the handlebars or something. Looks like it's been down.
1: Shut up. Please move along. Mm-hmm.
0: Fuck your hat.
1: I'd, I'd, rather,
3: I'd rather see a bike yeah. with a curled brake handle. Uh, no, Total banana-shaped
0: brake lift. No, whatever. just...
3: I know. You know, because yeah. it's, you know, it's and the thing, if it's still straight, yeah. it's okay. That's why. I mean, it's, just because it's gone down. How many bikes, I mean, I've dropped a few bikes.
0: Every bike I own's been down. Yeah. I guarantee you, every motorcycle I own has been down. Do you know why? Because I've owned them. And I've yeah. loaded them onto trailers, and I've loaded them onto trucks, and, and halfway
1: for in every, my world.
0: For every Harley that hasn't been down,
2: that's got 3,000 miles on it. Right, you know Exactly. It's yeah. so like there's these yeah. bikes
0: that get ridden. Yes, my get, bike has been down. Usually, I a, that a, moment of loading it out of the trailer, and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 fuck! <laughs> hey, can you guys come over and give me a hand? My bike fell off the trailer. <laughs> I rode to Alaska and back, and I stopped
2: in, like, Iowa or something. Yeah. Real scenic overlook over the uh, Mississippi River. Yeah. Parked my bike there. I'm standing there by this brick wall looking down at the Mississippi, just Drop dead gorgeous view. Drop dead perfect day. Yeah. Perfect pavement. Perfect new pavement. <laughs> perfect
0: fresh pavement.
2: Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> was it a warm day?
2: It was a hot day. Was it a warm day? Yes. Was the sun shining? It was that beautiful black All asphalt. All of the above. Oh, yeah. you a little I'm,
1: block of wood with you. No. No. But,
2: uh, and I wasn't going to stay there very long. But then this har- couple in a Harley pulled yeah. in, and I'm chatting with them, and I hear a big crash. and I turn around, and my bike had dug into yeah. the pavement on the side stand and fell over yeah. and this harley guy goes like ape shit like oh my god oh my god i'll help you get it up and uh, we stand it up yeah. and then i was like okay we're good and we continue the conversation yeah. he's like aren't you gonna check your bike i'm like no. It's fine. It just fell, fell over. at over Zero, zero miles per hour. Exactly. It like, oh, no, it's like it's right. not like. And it's it landed in, on the side boxes right. too. It didn't exactly. like go completely upside down. It wasn't like when you're a little kid trying to put your chain back on your bicycle and you put it on the seat we and the handlebars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <so> so,
2: <laughs> How do you change
0: the chain on a KLR? Same way you do on a BMX yeah. bike. Flip it, yeah. it over. Well, are you flip it over. It's a KLR. It'll be upside down soon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> While it's uh, upside down Change the chain That's, you know, that's the exact
3: thing, thing That happened to me In New York With my BV500 Yeah Beautiful pull off I yeah. pull in And the ro- It was like slanted Like to the side Like this oh, yeah. That crowd. yeah But that. right at the edge Of the road It was soft It, dropped, and it had like yeah. a dip
1: Yeah
3: I put the side stand down I got off of it I walked away from it I was Hit. like looking at it All of a sudden <laughs> I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> I, just,
2: <clears> I, I put mine on the uh, center stand one time, yeah. and I came back and it had sunk in. Yes. But it was still sitting on the tires. Yeah. So it, hurt, <laughs> it, it didn't just, fall over. It just yeah. it just sunk straight down. But I couldn't get it to rock off the side nope, stand because, because it was, it was center, was in center stand. Yeah. It was probably in or the center stand. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get it to rock off the center stand because yeah. the the two feet of the center stand were probably in. Two inches,
0: two inches into the asphalt. And now know? the shadow of the bike was yeah. over where the center stand was, and it cooled the asphalt down. <laughs> I, mean, I, <laughs> I had to go <laughs> fucking get a shovel once and <laughs> dig my fucking bike out of the asphalt because my bike did that. I, I pulled in. I was riding a VFR at the time. I put the side stand down, as you do. Put side stand down, got off the bike, went and had lunch. Again, gorgeous sunny day and one of our sunnier days. And I came back out and I found my motorcycle was completely, perfectly laying on its side one inch away from anything expensive hitting the asphalt. I was like, how the fuck is it doing that? Mm -hmm. It's like cantilevered. Yeah. And I checked. Nothing was hitting of value. It was just fucking with you. But I was like, you bitch. And I was like, okay, but except for the fact that when the bike leaned over, it made a shade. It made shade. Yeah. So when it made shade, all the asphalt cooled.
3: And it hardened up. And it became and then, asphalt uh, again. It was no longer yeah. liquid. It was a solid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to tell you, it was not real fucking easy pulling my bike. I had two people helping me trying to lift the bike up while I used a shovel and tried to break up the asphalt that was under the bike.
1: I mean, had I
0: lit it on fire, it would have popped right out of there. You know, we've been fine. Yeah. I hate asphalt. Again.
1: Well,
3: Steve. Yeah. No, I mean, concrete is just a much better media for yeah. a road. It is, but they use asphalt because it's cheap. And after about two years, it dries
0: out. It's dead tires. It's dead tires and pebbles nobody wanted. You know that's asphalt for you.
3: Yeah. Why don't they make the roads out of rubber? Again, they're trying. I mean, that's what asphalt mostly is. I mean,
0: hey, this used to be a tire. What should we do with it? Drive on it. Turns out they're good for that. Um, Hey, we got something really exciting. There's a motorcycle in this room that's not going to be here tomorrow afternoon. Do tell. And it's one of the ones that's kind of significant that it's not going to be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I can narrow it down by saying it's not the GV five hundred. Nope, no, 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 no. That's and, the most uh, significant. It is pretty significant in this room, yeah. Uh, but I will tell you that it's something I've had for a, about a year. It's something I've never written. Hmm. The Ducati. Something nobody's ever written. Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what makes it special. Nope, I put a few months on ridden, that yeah. one. Yeah, it's been ridden a bit, but, but it's got—it's never been written. I've never ridden it. In fact, when I bought it, it was still in the box, and that's kind of weird too. Yeah, I get—I uh, got nothing. And it's not part of my normal like. Hey, it's a new bike. I'm going to buy it. In fact, it's a nine-year-old bike that has never been ridden. Has no miles on it. Is it Japanese? It is. It's a Japanese.
1: Figure it out, man. I'm trying.
0: Yep.
1: Am I getting warmer?
0: Well, yes, you're getting warmer. Yeah, as you get further away from the podcast, you are getting warmer. Steve's moment, getting red hot at this moment. At point. this
2: moment, listeners, Steve yeah, they're, they're wandering and out. Chris Smith are wandering oh, the around. The What's that? VT No, that's
3: not nine years
2: old. No. But you've
3: never written that. Which one? The VT 1100.
2: Is there a VT
1: 1100 over
0: there? We have a couple. I don't see a VT 1100. A
2: couple guesses coming in from right here.
0: Yes, Steve wins. It's the VFR 1200. The 1200
1: sorry.
0: Yeah. It's the 2010 Interceptor. Zero yep. miles, brand new? Zero miles, brand new, never been ridden. I don't even think yep. I knew you had that. And so here's what's cool is the guy's coming from... Oh, goodness, where's he coming from? Um, Cincinnati-ish, I think. Oh, He's I'm riding up here on an FZ8. So he's riding up here on a 2012 or 2013 FZ8 to be Which riding back like, on something better. He's going to be riding home <laughs> on an interceptor. Yeah. And I'm kind of interested in the Phaser. I kind of like the SD8. So, I do I've always really kind of been like, yeah, I I kind of like to ride one of those around for a while. So are you so,
1: trading or what? No, he's
0: buying... Well, I'm using his FZ-8 for trade. The bike's selling at 10000 and I'm giving him better for his FZ-8 than he would get selling it on the open market. It's super clean. It's nice and stuff. But he's getting a good bike. So He's I mean, getting a he bike. It's a brand new bike. Yeah, he's getting an Interceptor, man. So he's getting one of the best, as far as I'm concerned. One of the best in the world. Has he seen it yet? Uh, not in person, but I okay. sent him whole jillions of pictures. And he's just really fired up about having an Interceptor, which is great. And it's $6,000 less than it was when it was new. And he likes this particular style. He has the color, likes everything about it. Yeah, no, this is a, that's a great year. Yep. Too. And I was willing to give him a little bit. I gave him more money for his trade than any dealership would give him for his trade. So I'm treating him right on that trade. He's buying, He's not trying to dick around with the price on the Interceptor. I've had 20 people all try to buy an Interceptor, and the phone conversation always starts the same. What's the lowest you'll take? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck you. You know what's no? Not the lowest I'll take. There's a price on the bike. That's the price for the bike. You're going to pay it, or you're going to fuck off. So you're going to pay. But don't expect to negotiate over the telephone. Yeah, that that hawks that me off. Fucking bullshit. You haven't even come in your. You haven't even been in my driveway yet, and you're trying to negotiate a bike you haven't seen. You haven't thrown a leg over it yet. That,
3: that's my pet peeve. Yeah, that somebody wants to negotiate before they've ever seen exactly. anything. Exactly. I mean, I can see, once you're there...
1: I don't want to insult you. But what's the lowest you'll take?
0: Well, one, you're not insulting me. But I know a lot about you now. You're
1: embarrassing yourself.
0: You're a dipshit. You're a fucking fuck-knuckle, and you have no business buying anything from me. So, the second thing is that you have no qualifications. If you had any qualification at all you'd be driving the price down, not expecting me to drive my own price down. I know you want 10000 for it, but what's the lowest you'll go? Ten. It's your job to convince me I'm wrong. Right. If you can't convince me I'm wrong, go fuck your hat. Because Here. seriously, I don't have any fucking appreciation for that. Cat came in today and tried to do it on the goddamn Metropolitan. What's the lowest you'll take for the Metropolitan? Price is on it, $2,000. Price is on it, it's $2,000. Right. You get out your exactly. two-
2: stack of $2,000, right. and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. You can maybe offer me...
0: Right. I'm, very, I'm very, very upset. I get very, very upset when people have just extremely poor fucking buying tactics. You want to buy a bike? Spend an hour doing your homework on it. Come in and tell me that the 81 Yamaha I've got on my floor, gorgeous bike. <laughs> 81 Yamaha XS650 sitting over there. It's got a build sheet. The guy took his time. It's a powder-coated frame. Like, this guy really, really super-duper built this bike. And it's a gorgeous bike. And he was nice enough to give me a proper build sheet with the bike. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, how cool is that when a guy brings the bike in it says... What's the lowest you'll take for that? Right. Well, here, read the build sheet. Read the build sheet. Don't take my word for it. So I do love consignment bikes. I like a good consignment bike when it's just like everything about the bike. He brought it into us. He couldn't dial the Micunis in. Like He put dual Micunis on that bike and he just was having no luck with it. So he brought it in and we dialed it in for him. And we set the bike up and we got it all running right. And wow, you know, when you have a to me, the eighty one XS six fifty freaking pod filters though. Yeah, well it's got my coonies though. So it, they're not vacuum-based cars. Well
3: no, but that's yeah. why you had a
0: you had to dial yeah. those in. Because oh, yeah. you have to dial anything yeah. in with pod filters. Oh, of course. <laughs> and so when this guy brought the bike in, he did a beautiful job. The paint works gorgeous, the powder coating on the frames, beautiful. He did everything right on this build for a nineteen eighty one XS six fifty. It's not got crazy dumb handlebars on it. The riding position is still upright and standard, and he comes in. He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Let's let's try to, you know, let's try to get me like three thousand bucks. So, minus your consignment fees, at the end of the day, I'd like to have three thousand dollars in my pocket." So I'm like, "Yeah, fucking sure. We'll be able to sell that bike for thirty six hundred bucks."
3: It looks brand new.
0: It looks like a new motorcycle, and the taste—the paintwork is so tasteful because he used the original Yamaha black and gold trim on the bike I must have a peek you have to look at it it's a really really nice bike and it's a really comfortable bike but like if somebody wants to come in here and try to you know haggle on that price they're gonna have to tell me some shit I don't know you know they're gonna have to tell me something about that bike that I'm not aware of because when I price that bike out I'm gonna price it according to what it is it's a really really nice build and at 3600 he's losing his ass you know that's.
1: Keep
0: going. Yeah, it's a really. I mean, I've, as far as I'm concerned, that's a really decent. In the world of cafe racers, where it's so much, people are just like molesting bikes and cutting oh, no, things that's off.
3: Tastefully done.
0: That thing is a, a bike you can ride, and it's comfortable. You know, right? And it's not just right. chop the fender no. off, flip the handlebars no. over. And it's and I rode it around the neighborhood, and its riding position is totally reasonable. The bars on it are really nice. It's a really fun bike to ride around and for under 4 grand you got a piece of history. You got right. an actual real beautiful bike. Too too many people rape good classic bikes. Uh, yeah. Cafe racer usually yeah. just means destroyed something, you know? And can this you, is you, you can apply
2: destroy. that to yeah. any kind of vehicles from yeah. Model Ts, you know, that got chopped into T buckets yep. to,
3: to like. Yeah, 850s.
2: Beetles got made into Baja Bugs right. and. That's exactly right. Everything else, you yep. know. Yep. And now, if to find a good, clean example of an early vehicle that's unmolested, it's like unheard oh, of. Oh, it's really tough. You I want
0: know. to try to find a 50s, B, uh, 50s VW. Yeah. And for a long time, every fucking uh, fiberglass dune buggy I saw had a title from the 50s. So you're like, oh great. You took a 50s Volkswagen Beetle. You didn't. Yeah. Four owners ago took a 50s Volkswagen Beetle and cut it apart and used the only part of the Beetle that was sacrificial, which is the floor pan. Because the, the hilarious thing about Volkswagens is they rot from the bottom up. So every time you find a... Starting with the battery box. Exactly. Every time you find somebody that did a Baja bug... The Baja Bug exists because it goes on to a decent floor plan. Like people who built them, you had to start with a good floor plan, a floor pan. Uh, everything else got heaved off. You know, everything else got thrown away. But the floor pan is what you needed to build a Baja or not to build an angst to build a, yeah.
3: I want a thing. I don't know why I want a thing. Yeah, they're weird. But I want a thing. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah, I
0: sold them in the U.S. for three years. Really? Seventy, seventy-two, seventy-three, rare 73 rare seventy-four. 72, 73, 74. Yeah, it's a super rare car. And they are weird. I mean, everything about them. The door handles are weird. Like, the functionality of that car is a very... My friend had one, and I would drive it around, I was like, it has no surplus of power. It's fucking slow. Yeah. Yeah. And well, on it's top same, of The same
2: engine as the, the Beetle.
0: Yep. And on top of that, it has absolutely no aerodynamics. So, I know, I yeah. just,
2: But I like...
3: I just like the... Yeah, they're cool. Utilitarianism. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. <laughs>
2: So when we were down in Baja, uh, one guy wrecked on the way into Mike's Sky Ranch. Oh, geez, Yeah. And um, uh, this Mexican guy comes riding. How cool is that? This guy comes riding into Mike's Sky Ranch, a Mexican guy riding Jim's bike. Oh. We we recognize Jim's bike. Yeah, yeah. We recognize Jim's helmet. Yeah, he's got a Baja thing. We do not recognize the guy riding it. And we're like, um... That's weird. Where'd you get the bike, buddy? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, um... I think your friend wrecked five oh, miles up the road. Because okay. yeah. if anyone's been to Baja, the, the road from the paved road into Mike's Sky Ranch is 20 miles a bad road. It oh, really is. Yeah, so, road. And Jim wasn't a super strong off-road rider. And he was the oldest guy in our group. He was 71. Jesus. Uh, nor was he set up for the... He had street tires on the bike. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Well, he wrecked on the way in, broke some, lo- uh,
1: ribs.
2: Broke some ribs, punctured a lung. Wow. He, he was hurting for certain um, these Mexican guys come along in yeah. a Volkswagen thing. They're yeah. totally baja out. I mean, this yeah. thing was super tight, super just cool. And the one guy gets out of the uh, the thing. Yeah. He's the guy that rode Jim's bike into yeah. it, like, Sky cool. Ranch. Jim gets into the thing. Wow. And they, dr- they, and they drove him they in. They brought him in? They, brought, they brought him in, yeah. To the
0: Sky Ranch. Yeah, but it wow. was a um,
2: su- super cool couple... Cool dudes, that's cool vehicle. Cool. Yeah, helping out a broken down. But it wasn't even a buddy. Helping down a broken just down guy that came a rando. Yeah, as found, far as they're found, concerned, found him on some the shit cool. that crashed his motorcycle. They could have just as easily robbed him or whatever right. they wanted. You know,
0: oh yeah, day, or drove around, just him. Drove yeah, around yeah. him. Yeah, around him. Fuck you. adios, muchachos. Yeah. That's <sighs> it. I, yeah, that's very fucking cool. I mean, that's that's super neat. Yeah, so that's I mean, like. I like that kind of stuff. I, I had a stop the other day. I saw a guy on the side of the road. And this is not for comedy value. He happened <laughs> to be riding a Harley Davidson. It's not his fault. But he was broken down on the side of the road with a Harley Davidson. And I just pulled over real quick because I happened to be in the truck. So I happened to be in the truck and I pulled up. And and I was just wasn't in like any truck. I was in my red truck. So my red truck has... The ramp that God built, you know. I mean, oh, like, that one. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. multi-impossible folding ramp. Like when this thing folds out, we've got a ten-foot-long ramp that will hold twelve hundred. That thing's amazing. It's, it's like, amazing. It's, it's like, like it's origami. origami. Yeah, it is. Hey, drink <laughs> and uh, and it it is a ramp. That ramp was designed to do one thing in life, and that's to load motorcycles in the back of a goddamn truck. And it does it better than any other device I've ever had for it. Because we've all seen the videos. Yes. It's fucking genius. It's And it's wide enough that you can actually ride the bike into the back of the truck. And if you have a long bed truck, well, you have time to stop. You know? That's right. So, I mean. We've all
2: seen the videos. Not of your right. truck, but of yeah. people doing it the wrong the way. The wrong way. And like,
0: <laughs> I, as I got older, and I don't have the strength that I used to have to muscle these bikes up into like a 4x4 four, a four four height truck on the world's longest ramp... This thing unfolds like the beaver tail on a landscaping it does. trailer. Yeah, it just keeps unfolding. You're like, it unfolded. No, no, it's got more unfolding to do, and it unfolds four times. So there's four segments, and that's why it's ultimately 11 feet long, and it does everything great. And what you end up with it's got is a two percent grade. A, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You end up with a very a very shallow grade, and you end up with a six foot wide road that just got loaded out of the back of your pickup truck. So I'm driving the best thing that could ever pull up next to him. Alone, I could get his Harley in the back of my truck. And yet there's two of us there. And so I said, what's going on? He goes, oh, just, quit, just quit running. I was like, okay. I said, uh, you want some help? You, you ah, Yeah, I called a couple of people and they're trying to work a ride out. I was like, well, that's cool. Um, I'm here and I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> and if those don't work, I have the truck that was actually physically put together to do this. And I'm here. And my rates are extraordinarily friendly. Um, I'll, you'll have a hard time giving me any money. And the guy was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll work something out. And he was just very like. Was he wearing a hat? He wanted to be angry. He wanted to be like that. He just wanted to be like... I'm a Chevy guy. Sorry.
3: My my Harley isn't going to Ford. It's not going to go in
2: F-150. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not going
3: to go in America's truck. Chevy. Right. And
0: he was just like... And I know it says Cleveland Moto on the side of the truck, and maybe he's like, I saw you guys. You get scooters, you're fags. I'm not getting back in there. (laughs) I heard your podcast. I heard your podcast. (laughs) Talk about dicks. Um, Yeah. All right. So... I was like, yeah. Where, dude,
2: where were we that when this happened?
0: This is right here on 90, okay. um, like Crocker Park kind okay, of Okay, gotcha. Right? You, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, it's in the great white west. And so here we are, and I'm like, all right, and you don't want to play, you don't want to be nice. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's a 2003 Harley-Davidson, you know, twin cam 88 thing, you know, soft tail of one of those varieties. Did you listened to our podcast on your cam chain tension, Right, exactly. <laughs> well, well but in. I did go over to his bike, and I turned the key on, and he had like one volt. Hmm. So as soon as I turned the key on, everything was like, I'm on off. So I was like, okay, well yeah, your charging system shit the battery, your battery shit the yeah. battery, one of the two. But in any case, we're not getting this thing started because it's fuel injected and we're not going to bump start it. So we can rule that out. We're not going to bump start this motorcycle and get you going. And uh, he was like, yeah, I know that's why I made some calls. So I was like, so was anybody coming to pick you up? And he's like, yeah, well, we'll sort it out. It's fine. I was like, so do you just want to sit on the side of the road? Or do you want to take five seconds and load this bike into the back of the perfect bike hauling truck and I'll move your broke ass down the road like to an exit where I can, if you are so antisocial that it will dump your shit off, but you won't be on the side of the road anymore attracting the attention of all the law enforcement personnel. You'll be like in a... A BP parking lot, or like a restaurant, or a store. If or somewhere. you don't live
2: too far away, I'll drop you in your and driveway. And that's what I said. I was like,
0: and if you live within fucking an hour here, I'll just drive you home. Yeah. And the guy was like, uh, it's, "It's okay." <laughs> I was like, "Where do you live, dude?" You know, so let's just let's just let's just move this game along. Where do you live? Yeah, it's, I was like, "Wow!" So I did go back on the back of his license plate, and I saw you at a forty eight there. So he's in Cuyahoga County. So I was like, okay, he's in our county, and whatever. He's just being, he's just being curmudgeonly. Forty-seven, yeah. That's right. Lorraine, no? Lorraine's forty-seven. Lorraine's forty-seven. Ohio's eighteen, yeah. 18 yeah, it 18. Was eighteen, yeah. It was eighteen. Yeah. Was 18. Was 18. Forty-seven, yeah, okay. forty-eight. Forty-seven is where I live. Forty-seven yeah, 47's yeah, 47's Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and this is for outsiders. Right. They numbered the counties in the state of Ohio based on the order in which they became counties.
1: No, alphabetically. Oh, did they really
0: alphabetically? <gasps> <gasps> yeah. I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was in the for order. for you
1: listeners. They're alphabetically.
0: I did not know that. So they're numbered alphabetically. Well, they've That's now silly. gone back. They don't
2: number them anymore. They just say Cuyahoga. Yeah.
3: Yeah, or, but they or, always
2: put
0: it on, so it's, it's not, not even,
3: stiffer. it's offset, so now I Well, now we, now we digress. The I guess. We have digress. <laughs>
2: the, the, Who cares? Steve,
3: the, I stop. No, it's
0: horrible. I couldn't get Settle the guy, down. I couldn't get him to let me help him. Okay. So I was just like, all right, man. At, so, at that, see, that point, you can... You tried. can fuck. Right. You can feel good about yourself. I did. I felt terrible, and I was like... I told the guys like, are you sure I can't help you? And he's like, I don't need your help. And I was like, "All right, you're just an asshole, like be ah, broke do you know, down on the Rango? side of the road, man." And uh, I was like, and then I drove away, and I realized I have a YTX14 in the back of my truck. Okay, that's the battery that his bike kind of needs.
2: Yeah, but if his charging system's
0: bad too, right. I mean, it'd... yeah. But I mean, I could have. We could have spent ten minutes and popped that battery in his bike, and he would have been able to make somewhere. it home. Yeah, he yeah, could have drove yeah. home. Yeah, it's a perfectly charged up YTX14 because I use it when I run into bikes that you know I'm picking up on my pickups and deliveries that don't have good batteries, and because uh, it's nicer to start them and run them than it is to push them. Right. Yep. So that's a, that's a real thing. So yeah, I felt terrible. I tried to help a guy. Well, but well, you it, don't have like to feel terrible. You should terrible. not
1: feel terrible. That that guy was bad juju the whole way along. Oh yeah, he
0: was. He was crabby. He was just crabby.
2: He was Mr. Dead. Krabby on the side of the road. Yeah. I hope you're listening, yeah. and I hope you
0: feel bad. Well, you know, and and, and I that's, hope your
2: friends didn't come for a long time.
0: Well, the problem <laughs> is, I think he might have fucked me over. Like he fucked somebody else over. What he didn't realize is he fucked the next guy over. Because like, I'm looking to be like 20 percent less inclined the next time I see a Harley Davidson broke down on the side of the road. I'll be like, I'll stop. But eh, another one of these assholes. I was <laughs> you know? like, you had your one.
2: when i'm when i'm on the road and i I put miles in i travel you know all over the place i carry tools i carry an air pump i carry plug kits tire irons everything you know so i've plugged tires for i can't tell you how many people either in cars trailers oh yeah motorcycles and you'd be surprised like Somebody's out on a motorcycle, yeah. they have no idea how to do it yeah. or what they would need to do it. I'm like, how far do you go from your house
0: that you don't worry about getting a flat tire? Without a doubt, the most, the number one and number two items in my motorcycle toolkit that get used most frequently are the plug kits and the jumper cables. So I've got mm-hmm. these short, you know, these, these motorcycle grade jumper cables. Those are the two things I use most frequently and by far and it's never on my bikes <laughs> it's
3: never on yeah, my I carry a ratchet set yeah
1: yeah it's this yeah. Big,
0: it's this big yeah
3: and it's got dual the dual ratchet set sure. i mean so it's got a, sae yeah. and metric yeah and the, it's got just a quarter inch a quarter inch right. drive quarter drive that's all you need yeah. and um, plus there so you could pass through so you could, oh, yeah, like yeah, deep yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you could use them like great. a deep well yeah. And I've used that for other guys before. Oh, sure. The last guy I stopped accidentally hit his kill switch. (gasps) And that was the problem with this bike. And the other guy, the the guy before that, ran out of fuel like a mile away from the rest stop. Was
2: his name Tim (laughs) Hempfling? He looks exactly like my brother. (laughs)
3: <laughs> you. now that I think about oh, it, yeah. that was a VT eleven hundred. The guy's yeah. like, the thing just died. It Just died. Well, like, I was hmm. trying to start it. Now it won't even start. I'm like, yeah. we went. I said, well, fuel, right? Spark, yeah. Kill switch. Did he murder shit. the battery? No. Oh no no it no. Just no, kill he did not do anything. Oh, yeah. Just, just yeah. doesn't switch. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a VT eleven hundred, and it yeah. was the
0: skill switch. That's the usual one. Is I'll I'll pull over to the side of the road and I'll. I'll immediately look in the gas. I always look in the gas tank first. Always look in the gas tank. No matter what they're saying, doesn't matter. Look in the gas tank. Look in the gas tank. Okay, yeah, that's the problem. There's no gas in there. And so then you show them double secret reserve by leaning their bike over all the way. And then you lead it back up again and you're like, okay, did they murder the battery before they discovered the that they were truly, right and truly fucked? Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, Look at all of the switches. Turn everything off. You're like, I might unplug the headlight. This is how dangerous I'm feeling right now. I might actually unplug the headlight. Because I don't think he's got one fucking molecule of electricity left. And then you're just kind of like, okay, I've primed the carb. Because you know the fucker dr- died dry. So you just pump the shit out of the carb. you got the choke set for a million. You've kind of got the bike lean to the left. And you're like, okay, all right, here it goes. Turn the key on. Go, go, go! Fuck, <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker! And then you're like, you're pushing, I'm riding. You're pushing. What? You're pushing. I'm riding. What are we doing? We're bump starting your bike. Well, what does that mean? Just you, push me. you push, and I ride. <laughs> Just push me. Just push me until your teeth hit the sissy bar. <laughs> That's how you'll know when you're done. Why? Trust me. Just push me until your teeth hit the system. Or they say they have a heart attack behind you. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. I usually give them the benefit push. of the doubt, and I'll push with them push. to get it going. Push till you have a heart attack. I'll push until <laughs> they get it again. going. And then I'll push, and the last thing I do before I push is I'll pop that bitch down into second gear and jump on as I'm hitting it yeah. into second gear. I'll, I'll throw my ass on the seat, and then when my butt hits the seat, that's when I drop the clutch so I don't drag the tire in the gravel on the side of the road. And then it's like, usually, it's like, hug. Hug and you're like, please, 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 hug, 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 and you're like, yes, I'm the fucking hero, and now I got to walk a half mile back to my truck. I oh gets on it. Oh no, I don't let them get back on that bike. No, 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 no. I'll sit there and stroke that thing until I know it's building power in the battery. I'll reach down and turn their idle way the fuck up, like just to just to chase all the stupid demons away you should just to be like, hold on, let me to take care of this. What are you doing? I'm making sure you don't stall it when you get on the bike because you're all excited and shit. And we're going to do everything again. Fuck. Okay. Well, when you get home, turn the idle back down again. All right. So it's cool what's, now. It's what's idle? <laughs> what is idle? <laughs> how, how, how do you do that? Oh, the one guy brought my bike and he goes, Yeah, he goes, you know, I need to I need to I need you to help me adjust that screw that makes it go faster. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. And I was
0: like The go faster screw I said You mean the screw that makes it go faster. Yeah, I need you to adjust that screw that makes it go faster. Why? 'Cause it sometimes it'd just be going too slow.
1: <laughs> I, said,
0: uh, okay. <laughs> I was in Indiana and this this
3: guy in a Harley broke down. Yeah. And I pulled up on, my BV 500. Yeah, and he, on a BV500. Yeah, he, he didn't even broke down. He he ran out of gas. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'll take you to the rest stop and get you some gas. Yeah, right. So he's like, he's looking at me, looking at me, and he's like, thanks a lot. I mean, he just got he on. Was me. Like, he was on my scooter. And so I and rode he got him. On the back of the he got on the back of my scooter. Oh, really? I rode him wow. to the thing. I bought a bottle of water. I drank the water. Yeah. I, you know, I got as much of it out as possible. I filled it up. I made a U turn on I made a U turn on the turnpike. The
0: turnpike, yeah. Came wow. back
3: to his bike, made yeah. a U turn, got up to his bike, filled up his bike, and wow. like, and off I fucked. So Holy shit. Wow. Guy, and I was surprised that the guy actually accepted my help.
2: Yeah. On a scooter. Yeah. I I would have probably said, I'll ride up the gas station and bring it back to you. I <laughs> I w I wouldn't have taken the guy with me, you know? But uh, well, I do not know what the guy to Making the guy ride do. bitches a little yes. bit.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. He's but like, on my BV500.
0: BV500. Yeah. He's like, yeah. this
3: thing's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, one time I was riding one of the big scooters, and this is when we had the shop on the east side, so it's kind of a hike, you know, so I was going to use a big bike to do it. And it was a bv five or something like that, and I'd come across one of our local miscreants, like one of the CB350 guys or CB450 guys, you know, a cat that we know from all the events who'd kind of come out to stuff, and I pulled up behind him and... What's up? That's uh, fucked, man. I was like, okay, what's up? He's like, no, no spark. Like, nothing. And he knows what he's doing. So he's like, yeah, I got, I've got, i got no spark. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You... Points in there? You know, like, have you have you not changed to electronic ignition yet? Are you tempting the devil? Or is your name John Meckelfresh? Like, because <laughs> if your name's not John Meckelfresh, you should have electronic ignition in there. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's still points. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so condenser's fucked or something like that. He's like, yeah, something like that. I was like, all right. I said, well, it's about three miles, you know, the exits in about three miles. And I said, you have options. And he goes, yeah. And I went, you right, the, the one speak. that I'm recommending, because it's <laughs> kind of, the neighborhood one was, not, was not a great neighborhood. And his motorcycle is a cafe racer motorcycle. It's very attractive looking and has not one element of security. Like his keys don't exist anymore. There's a button. You know, there's button where keys used to be. There's no column lock. There's nothing. Anybody could pick this bike and roll it up into the back of their truck, and they're gone. And there's no way to secure this thing because it is a true cafe racer, right? I told the guys, like, if you're feeling rowdy, what I recommend is that you get on your bike, and I will put my foot against your muffler, and I will use the power of a 500 cc automatic transmission scooter to effortlessly push you changing no gears, so I would need no special skills at this point. And yeah. I've done this right, with right. a big motorcycle and the clutch. I've foot-pushed foot people miles. But on the scooter, on the fucking BV500, it was so easy. It was no skill required. I put my foot up. I told him, I was like, give me a little bit of Fred Flintstone. Just give me a little bit of Fred Flintstone to get your bike moving. Get the momentum. Get, get the momentum go. going, and then get your feet up, and I'll take over. And I just jam my foot against his muffler, and... I got him up to like 55 miles an hour and just kept feeding him power and he was great and when we got to the uh, we got to the exit where I could see the gas station from the exit because I wasn't going to take him all the way to the west side because that's <laughs> madness but there he could have a good spot where somebody could come with a pickup truck and yeah. he said he knew somebody he could call real quick I was like great I pushed him the whole fucking way and I got him down the ramp and of course we just timed it wrong and caught the fucking red light I was like shit he looks over and he goes you know, I could totally push it from here to the gas station parking lot. You know, when the light changes green, I'll just I'll just push it. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I'm totally in, it, in it for a penny, in for a pound at this point. We come this far, yeah. Yeah, we come this far. Get him into the gas station. He's like, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know that could be a thing that people could do. I had no idea that you could push another motorcycle using your foot. I was like, well... The foot's really only doing a small part of the job. It's the motorcycle I'm sitting on is doing most of the work. He's like, that was magical. And I was yeah. like, well.
2: It's the equivalent of towing another car with like a six-foot chain. Yes. You know,
0: <laughs> That's a true sign of skill. Yeah, we've all been there <laughs> we've before. We've all been right? there. Well, it's
3: a lot easier with that because it's too. Right. It's, yeah. It's I mean, automatic. Yeah, it's with a motorcycle. And you can
2: back off of it. Yeah. It is With a clutch, it can be a
0: real pain in the dick.
2: I'll yeah. tell you what makes it easier because yeah. I've had to tow my brother yeah. on breakdowns. <laughs> If you have a, a Bluetooth communicator saying that. Oh, really? A, oh, because yeah. yeah. you
0: can tell them, you know, like, you can, you can communicate. Yeah. Versus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, but, look, when you've got a six-foot piece of chain, the guy in the back is the brakes. Yeah, exactly, right. right. Yeah. right. yeah. How do I know when to stop? You'll know because I won't be stopping. Yeah. Right. Because if I stop, you're buying me all new lights on the back of my car, mm-hmm. right? But if you stop, you're going to drag us both down very gently. Mm-hmm. When are you going to hit the brakes? Never. Yeah, right. when we're in the driveway, that's when I'm gonna hit the brakes. When the when the chain is slack, that's when I'm gonna hit the brakes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The back car is the brakes. Yeah. My grandpa's when
3: my grandpa was alive, yeah. he would tow me I mean my car I had the yeah. shittiest car oh, shit, yeah, yeah. He would tow me I mean I'd break down everywhere, my drive yeah. shaft would fall off yeah. all this <laughs> shit would happen to me. And he would come with his pinto. <laughs> yeah, and oh hook Jesus me up. And he would just use like like a polypropylene rope to yeah. tie our clothes together. Yeah, and he would tell me, "Oh, like, he told me i from Cleveland. He told me from really? everywhere. Oh shit!" And he's just like, to "Say, he told me the same yeah. thing. You do the breaking. Right. You're the brakes, man. Yeah, he's the like, breaks. just don't break hard. Just yep. break gradually and watch barely warm what's up. What's ahead of us?
0: So, yep. barely yeah, barely warm
3: them up. We'll be fine. My grandpa was the best person in the whole world. I, he was my dad. He, he was, had the
0: skills. Uh, yeah, he was." He was a great guy. There's an entire fire department ladder truck parked outside of our shop at the moment. Yeah. Is there? Oh, they're just sitting too. Yeah, they're just sitting. They're not Pete, in traffic Pete, or go, anything.
1: Go, go, go! Interfere out there.
0: That's not my boys.
1: Talk yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: them. They're, they're Cleveland. Yeah. It's funny though. Talk fire. Been like, there for a while. Yeah, remember that fire? Maybe there's yeah. smoke coming out of your lithium battery pack <laughs> oh, in your yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You could be having a thermal event. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope well, the hell not. Well, yeah. it would be so okay sorry.
3: because I'm going to get a new one, but I can't well, get one I, now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I can't shit, get a new I can one I can get a now. brand new FXS. Oh, by the uh, way, Steve, I, they're I, out of FXS. I guess we have to go with <laughs> the <an> SRF. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing to do. I'm still, once again, I'm still learning that bike, and I'm still impressed by that bike. That bike is going to get me killed, though. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up bringing all that confidence to a bike that doesn't have all those electrical systems, and I'm gonna end up dying. Well, I think in five years, all those bikes are gonna be that bike. Yeah, so. but R ones will still exist on the planet, and I'll still be buying right. them. And they have no, there's no margin of error in those bikes anymore. They're just, you know, that's just the un, the unleashed wild, you know, use of horsepower and braking. But you, you're in charge of all of it. It's up to you.
3: You just yeah. have to start riding Metropolitans.
0: <laughs> You'll be safe no matter I wrote what I rode that to get do. beer last week, and I thought I was never going to get there. It's like seven blocks away. <laughs> and I've never it's never taken me that long to go seven blocks in my life is on that Honda Metropolitan. Is it the only linked brakes that use cables for both? It is. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be the double cable linked brakes. Yeah. Although uh, the, there was a Vespa that was the... Uh, the Vespa Cosa, but I think that had hydraulics. I, I'm pretty, yeah, that had hydraulics. I have one. Yeah, they're not cable operated, but those are cables for yeah, both. That it's is a so bizarre system. Weird. So weird. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Anybody else got anything else fun?
2: Hey, no. I, all I can say is uh, have a good time on the Isle of Man. Yes. Don't you know, cut Isle the of tail man. off of any cats while you're there. No, that's exactly it. Yeah,
0: um, like, I assure you that cat arrived tailless. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's I that's thought you like, had to do that. No, no. I, you don't have to dock their tails as oh, okay. a, as a rite of passage. Okay. But I have been uh, I have been thinking. I was like, oh man, I really like to bring one of those home. I wonder if that's possible. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what did you bring back from souvenir from Isle of Man? Oscars like, I got this hat. I'm like, I have a cat. <laughs> 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 How'd you get that in? Yeah. A lot of Benadryl. I'm a most of a cat. He's missing a tail. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: No, really, I brought this from the States. That cat has no tail. It's one of ours.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I made this one myself at home. <laughs> it's my cat. It's my it's my it's it's, it's my support There's animal. <laughs> meat slicer accident. <laughs> That's great. There's I'll just take degree. a cat shaped I'll take a cat sized blue vest with me so I can have an emotional support cat. To come back on the plane with. feel like, you didn't come here with an emotional support cat. You shit got. I, weird. Had, I had a <laughs> traumatic shit experience while I was here. I involved a leather
2: God. couch and um, no pants. <laughs> no pants. Yeah. Shit got weird, and I was a sitting cat. on it before me, and I couldn't yeah. take.
0: Shit got weird, and I needed a cat, man. I was, <laughs> I was stuck to the couch all night. Sometimes you just need a cat. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All okay. right. That's cool. All right, guys. That's what I got, man. Dr- drive fast and take chances. I almost signed out with somebody else's.